Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Yo, check, check. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Once again, I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Derek Green, by my right. Her, her, my right her, her, side. What's up? Back from his trip in Europe, uh, Mr. <laughs> Derek Green Separatore. Thanks for being here again. Thanks my, for having me. I guess I'm going to start calling you co host, even though you're my friend. You're, yeah, you've been here we're through friends the too. I know, you but you've been here through that. the pandemic with me. Mm -hmm. We're usually on tour, usually far away in Brazil. Yep. This whole band's in Brazil, except for him. It's crazy. Brazil, zil, 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 zil. And today we've got a very special guest. <laughs> I met this dude many, many years ago. So psyched that you're here. We can catch up. Mr. Manny Santiago. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much for being here, bro. And thank you, Tim Millhouse, for reconnecting us. Shout out to Tim Millhouse. We love yeah. you, brother. Millhouse. You're the best. Yeah. He is the man. Um, yeah. So how are you, man? Good to see you, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's good to see you again. It's nice to meet you. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, we're here, PMA all day. You Hell know yeah, sir. Yeah. You're looking good, too, man. I haven't seen thank you in a long time, man. Yes. But I've been watching you online, everything you, you're doing and stuff. Um. Obviously, I did my deep dive in you. I love when I think I know something about somebody. Then I <laughs> check and you. you, you, you <laughs> then, you, then you check my closet. You're like, he doesn't wear red anymore. <laughs> this is your life. What, what's, what's, what's incredible from the jump is that you were born in Puerto Rico. Puerto yes. Rico. But, oh. but, but then you moved to Lowell, Mass, which yes. I know because I'm born, I'm born in Massachusetts. Like, yes. How did that happen? Why did that happen? All right. So I was born in Puerto Rico, beautiful island. Beautiful um, there. And then uh, around four years old, almost five, my mom decided to move to Lowell because that's where my dad was living at the time. Mm. I had just, this is new information. This just in. 23 I, and me? <laughs> I found out not too long ago from my mom. We had like a heart-to-heart -heart sit down, uh, talk about my dad and stuff. And um, my dad was in my life for a very long time, not so much anymore, but um, she had told me that the first uh, four years of my actual life, he was never in the picture. So I always thought he was always in the picture. Wow. So when my mom got pregnant with me, um, by that time they were already split up and my dad left to Lowell for work. Okay. And then my dad never came back. So it's my older sister and me and my mom in the projects and, when, and next to my grandma's. Was your dad born in Puerto Rico? Yes, my whole okay. family is from Puerto Rico, from the same area. And so, it, it, is it, how do you say? Ca Calle. 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 Yeah. Calle. Calle, yeah. So then um, my dad's uh, godson died and he came back to to PR to, to bury him, to help bury him. And at that at that time, my mom... My dad's side of the family loves my mom, so my mom would always go to everything. So my mom knew the kid, so she went to the funeral, 
and my dad was there and they saw each other for the first time since he left and uh you know my dad was like super sad because you know his godson had just died and my mom was like oh that's pretty funny because not too long ago someone just shot up our um our apartment in in the projects looking for her brother because he used to sell drugs and if she didn't hide us in the in the tub uh we would be dead because the bullets it's just concrete so the bullets were just going right through and then my dad felt guilty because his godson just died and told her like okay you guys are moving to lowell Mm. and we're gonna start over and we're gonna start our family so wow. I just found that out not that too long ago. What was his job out there in Lowell Mass? Like, uh, he does like fabricating. For okay. a while, he worked at like a fur- a wood furniture fabrication. Yeah. Now he works uh, with computer parts, like fabricating, like for the computers and stuff like that. And what wasn't yeah. the neighbor kind of rough? He grew up in Lowell as well. Yeah, super rough. You it's don't like think about that when you think about Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. I never think about like that. Like gangs and stuff, right? Yeah, no, it was super bad. Um. When we got there, it was like pretty much you guys seen the fighter, right? With yeah, or, or, oh so, yeah, yeah. Right. So pretty much, uh, it that what you saw was exactly the time, pretty much, and how it was when I got there, because I got wow. there in 1990. Oh yeah, yeah. So around that time, there was a lot of prostitution, a lot of drugs, a lot of meth, a lot of just like crazy stuff happening. But as I got older, it became more gang related because now a lot of Spanish, Black, and Asian, uh, people were moving to Lowell and kind of like housing there. And with with that was all the Asian gangs started, which like TR, TRG, like Grey Rag, Blue Rag, the Bloods, and then other gangs started like Asian kids, Asian boys, and all in one town. Wow! And then man. all the all the uh, African American people started Dynasty, which was like a black gang, and then all oh, the Puerto shit. Ricans. You have you know you have Latin Kings that w- yeah. were there, uh, and so I grew up in in the midst of all that. And I remember I was in New York one time at Union Square, like uh, when I was when I was skating. And I met this kid. He's like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Lowell. And he's like, Lowell, Mass? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's crazy, bro. That place is nuts. I would never go there. You, and this dude lives in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that about Massachusetts. Yeah, I never heard that Obviously, either. I know that movie. I know that town. where yeah. Why do you think it? all those gangs came together there? Did they uh, feel like? It just, they, it just natural. Like, you put a bunch of people in like one minorities. town. Minorities who stick to their culture. Right. And then within, like, feeling, you know, wanting to feel safe in that mm. family environment you create a posse then that posse gets older and then you protect each other and then that turns into a gang mm-hmm. because over, over time yeah, over, t- over time then it's like money then it's like drugs then it's mm-hmm. like how to flip this how to flip that how to control these areas and then um i remember there was like certain streets that you just couldn't go down like i'd go on the way to, to the skate park and i knew okay i can't go down this street this street, just even if it's just to cut over to go to the skate park i couldn't because just in case mm-hmm. that's some la shit that's crazy yeah man. it was yeah, not it was crazy. funny because you see stuff here yeah and in movies right or you you see stuff in movies that happens here in new york but it, it was ac- there were things were actually happening in lowell like there was like literally like a 60 person like gang war inside the movie theaters where people were getting stabbed <laughs> oh, in the shit. movie theater like that's stuff like that and you're like whoa like my homie's getting chased in the winter time because uh, he was purposely going through where he shouldn't be mm. and, you know, getting chased down, hitting a snowbank, like samurai sword through the window, through his seat, almost cut, samurai like got him in the throat, sword. had to ditch his car, lost his car, <laughs> found his car. And yeah, like all that. I grew up around that. And 
That's it's, fucking insane. And I had man. to avoid that because I was friends with a lot of people. So and then I started skating. So I separated myself from everyone. Okay. And then the problem was though I was the connecting piece. So if someone saw me and someone saw me, then they'd be like, "Why are you hanging out with them?" And I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just skating. I just saw them at the car wash because the mm. car wash was next to the skate park where everybody went to hang out." Wow. Yeah, you see your friends with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to skate. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't like the idea of hate or having enemies or. Um, disliking people, or mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that's inevitable. Like, there's people I do dislike because of things they've done, but yeah. I don't, I don't truly hate anybody. Right. Yeah, because hate is kind of a very it's pretty strong. So yeah, yeah. so fuck, man. So you, you got this <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like samurai sword. Mine, it's it's like, fucking always crazy, like a, man. It's like yeah. a movie. Who bro? chooses a samurai sword? You know, shit this time. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, like a, I hear that all the time. Though. For real, I'm like it was, it was that's bad. a weapon of choice. Bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like a long ass sword. Like picture, like you hit a snowbank, and you're like, I'm stuck in my car. You're trying to reverse. You're in the snow. You're trying to reverse out of the snowbank, <laughs> and then they catch up to your car. Then they break your window, and you can't move. So the first thing you do is still try to reverse the car, and they're trying to stab you through the front, the front door. Samurai yeah. sword. Yeah, it's like straight. Like <laughs> picture, like it missing, like it going right, woofing through your head, like yo. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some Wu Tang shit. Yeah. That's some, some just, fantasy. Yeah. Shit. Then he just crazy. kicked the door open. Dude fell. He got out of his car and just started running. And, just and that's in the snow too. And the yeah, snow. in the snow. Yeah. Dude. All right. So okay. fuck, man. Yeah. So how old were you when you, you know, started skating? Because that happened had to happen young for you, right? Yeah. Like, what well, was your exposure to? Actually, that? I started when I was almost 15 years old. Okay. Oh, wow. So towards the end of my freshman year of high school. So I started like later. Yeah. So I went to like a boys and girls club from nine till like, uh, I want to say like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout that, I was always into like house music and dancing and uh, all types of sports. And th- so my freshman year of high school was cool because I was like, you know, wallabies and like polos and then like some yeah. fitted and all that stuff. <laughs> and then uh, my sophomore year, I came back and I had like, Etnies on and like <laughs> my shoes. echo, echo cl- like my echo clothes. Like I was just like my hair was like grown now. I didn't have a haircut. Yeah. I didn't care. Damn. Like I did because I realized it was like I was trying to portray something to fit in. And when I finally mm. found my voice, I didn't care what anybody said or saw me as because I just wanted to skate. Right. Yeah. So I went from like pretty boy Manny to <laughs> skater to to white boy Manny, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like that's what they would people be like. Oh, it's white boy Manny. You know, what be good name of a doc <laughs> for you. Be wallabies. <laughs> Walla- Walla- wallabies Walla- to etnies. Wallabies. That's hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Wu Tang shit. The wallabies. But yeah. then, but white boy Manny. Why? Why white? Because boy? <laughs> where I grew up, nobody skateboarded, and I was. And the that old, was like a white boy thing. It was a super white boy thing. <laughs> Early, yeah, back yeah. back then. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's you showed true. that in Ohio no, too. Absolutely. So, yeah. No like doubt. for instance, like if you were when I by the time I was a teenager, like if you were white and low, you were the minority. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was you, a big change. Yeah, it was huge. Especially like I'm Puerto Rican and like there was no Puerto Rican skaters. I didn't know one Puerto Rican skater who like skated, skated. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know a prof- I didn't know a professional Puerto Rican. There was no that yeah. was never a thing. Sure. Wow, you know? man. So for me, it was like a culture change. Also, like in my household, at family parties, like you know, mm, I just, I, know. I just, I purposely, <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. What I'm I talking. know, I know. Exactly. So it was like people always kind of looked at you like, oh, you're off, but it's like it's not that you're off; it's that you're finally free. Mm. Mm. You know, you find you found the key to the lock way early in your life. 
Mm-hmm. So there, there, so there was a skate park by that spot by the boys and girls. Yeah, club? right next to the boys and girls oh, club, nice. there was a uh, Roberto Clemente skate park. But it was in that part was Chinatown of Lowell in okay. a sense. So I never put two and two together until I went back to film like this Echo documentary of like where uh, I grew up. And when I, I've been mind you, I've been walking into this park my <laughs> whole entire childhood. Okay. And in where it says Roberto Clemente, even knowing the name, but it I never read. I just knew it as Clemente Skate Park. We never read the headstone. Mm. And nobody ever said Roberto Clemente. It just said Clemente. So we called it Clemente Skate Park. And then when I go back to show the park, and I'm like, yeah, and I read the headstone for the, actually the first time and see like the photo on it. It's uh, Roberto Clemente, who's like the most legendary uh, Puerto Rican athlete of all time. Yeah. Wow. So I grew up. You knew I, that? I, I, yeah, fell, yeah. I fell in love with skateboarding at his park. Holy which is shit, which man. like I get the goosebumps right I mean, now. Yeah. See, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. How do you know that? He's a, he's incredible. Uh, it's baseball. Baseball, yeah. Okay. yeah like I'm not a sports top. guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was gonna ask. Did you ever play no. any sports? No sports. Just, okay. I played sports. I played everything except uh, baseball. I played like oh. ba- I played basketball, floor hockey. I've uh-huh. done every sport. I just never baseball to me just never gravitated towards wow. like what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I like thing. I like fast paced stuff. Right. So floor hockey, right? Uh-huh. Basketball, thing, uh, flag football, where it's like fast-paced movement. Right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, not to take away from baseball, I just was right. never into like, you know, my ADHD-ness of like life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that but shit's meant cool. to be. That the, there's, yeah, there's all it's this chaos in your life, and then there's a skate park, and it's named after this guy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That shit's fate, uh, bro. I th- that's crazy, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I started wow. to like... You know, I started to find the pieces and go, wow, this is kind of nuts. That's cool. You know what I mean? So you just want, so you saw that park and you thought, I'm going to try to skate. It wasn't one person (laughs) that's like, you should skate with me or nothing. No, no. I had a couple of friends who already skated in school because I was friends with everyone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the punk, like I was friends with the punk kids. I was friends with everyone. I just like people. Yeah. And so uh, one day I was like, I'd already been to a bunch of the skate parks just not to skate. I just go with my friends on rollerblades and kind of mess around. And, uh, I remember one day I was just leaving the skate park, going to my friend's house, and for some reason there was a bunch of kids at the park that day. Oh, Mark. Rude, rude, rude co-host, man. Derek Green. Oh. Amateur Night, the Apollo. Yeah, yeah. MyFirstPodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has his moment. He's telling us a story, you fuck. <laughs> Derek's fired. No, okay, go sorry, ahead. Sorry about that. That's Chewy. <laughs> Chewbacca. Okay, go. I was uh, <laughs> going to my friend's house and I saw a bunch of kids having fun that day. And when I look over, it was a bunch of Asian kids, mm-hmm. like Asian kids skating at the park. And they were having the best time ever. And I'm like, it kind of caught my attention. I'm like, how are they having so much fun? Because I like to have a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to know wh- why this is so much fun. And so I go over to the fence and I'm like doing the whole like holding on to the fence, looking to the fence, watching them have a good time. Uh, and eventually like, you know, one, th- one of them fell and, you know, I asked him like, hey, like, could I try? And they were like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and they gave me the board and they started laughing. And I'm like, well, what the hell are they laughing? <laughs> and then I go I go to like kind of stand on it and I eat shit. And then they're laughing, but they're like in a nice way. Yeah. Right. And I keep trying and I fall and I keep trying and finally I get r- like ride a little bit. And then after like, it was like 20 minutes, give or take 20, half an hour of like trying to ride this skateboard. Um, and I, you know, I said, thank you. And I left. And, you know, the walk, the, the walk from the boys club to my friend's house was like not even 200 yards. So I only had like, three minutes to process what just happened yeah and i'm like walking and as i'm walking that whole time i was like wow for those 20 minutes my mind was silent mm. and shut the world off yeah and it w- and it was really hard to s- to try so yeah i was like man i want to try that again and i realized that when i would skate i was present and i wasn't doing it for anyone but for me in that moment 
Love that. Right? That's incredible. And then right. I realized that I didn't need no one to skate. I could just skate True. on my own if I needed to skate. And when I realized that skateboarding became my oasis from reality, that's when I was hooked. Wow. I dropped man. everything like instantly. Wow. Hit my friends up that I did know that skated. Right. You know, Matt Coach, shout out Matt Coach, and a bunch of my friends from Lowell. Yeah. And they got a board together for me. And that was it. I literally slowly stopped going to the Boys and Girls Club, stopped hanging out with my old friends, and not by choice, but because I was free. Yeah. You know, and I would tell them, like, hey, I'm going to skate, you know, if you want. They're like, I'm just going to go play basketball, you know, go to Boys Club. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, all right, this is it. And then it just became like, I realized, whoa, I don't need a car. I could skate everywhere, I could bring my board everywhere. And, like, it's something so unknown to me that Mm -hmm. it, like, pulled me in. That's amazing. It's a huge revelation. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What, what, what was the f- what was the board they bought? You remember the first the first board? <laughs> so the first board that got given to me was a green shove it hand me down, no graphic, wow. with go- going trucks and see through green gel wheels. And then after that, uh, I remember going to it's called Larry's Comics. I'm pretty sure it's closed uh, in Lowell, but it was like a very famous place for like cards comics yeah, yeah. Uh, skateboards pogs all those any kind of game they used to have like pokemon tournaments Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments all that Damn. stuff and i remember i was in there and i was i was so obs- for some reason because i'm not a big fan of darkness or what is like the devil right <laughs> <laughs> but they had this toy machine red cat <laughs> devil board, Ooh, okay. which is a simple graphic yellow with the red devil. And I'm like, yeah, and it's a toy machine. And I had knew nothing about the brand. I didn't know nothing about that Templeton. I didn't know nothing. I was just like that. Those co- those co- those colors were calling my name, which is kind of funny. Now that I think about it, I never realized this. It was a yellow background. Right. With the red uh, devil, mm-hmm. the, the devil graphic. And my house that I, I bought and I painted yellow with red. Wow! <laughs> oh, shit. I just realized that now. Like wow. I painted the whole house yellow, and then the, where the door is, around where the door is, that front of the house is your red. house now. Yeah. Wow! I didn't realize that's that too crazy too. Yeah, yeah. So that's what <laughs> <laughs> those are my colors. Those are, and then I always wore red, and mm-hmm. so I just funny. I just put two and two together. So that was my first board, and actually, it was just funny. My first pair of actual skate shoes that I bought were Etnies. They were. Yes. Wow, man. So now, so now what grade you are? <laughs> like, like how old are you at this point? 15, I was said? 15, give or take. Uh, yeah, I was 15 because I had turned 15 and became a sophomore. So I started mm-hmm. skating like not even 14. It was like two months before me being 15. Yeah. Which in skateboarding tour I'm at in my career is like pretty un, like unheard of yeah, to, uh, to yeah. do accomplish. And then, you know, come from Lowell Mass and be Puerto Rican. Like I had all these things that kind of didn't make sense to why i was pursuing yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it made sense to me so so w- so then d- just your goals at that point is just just keep skating did you have any goals yeah. what you're gonna graduate and do or anything yeah or? of course i mean I, uh and then because i was skating actually no i felt i actually ended up liking so i went to a trade school to a trade high school a vocational school and uh my freshman year i got to take you know i was like okay i'm gonna i'm for sure gonna be an auto body but i'm gonna take like Every other class just for fun, you know, the machine shop, welding, just to, to try it out. It's awesome. And, you know, because all the Puerto Ricans in my school went, were an auto body. So okay. it was just like a thing. And, <laughs> you know, I took the class and I liked it. But then when I went into welding, at first I took machine shop and I f- became like fascinated by the idea that you can create anything out of metal mm. with a machine, you know, with a spool. And then you like grind it down and yeah. then you can create all types of pieces for computers and stuff. And then I was like, all right, let me try welding. And then when I realized that I can make anything myself out of metal, that's when I, it, it was like the same feeling I felt when I skated. Okay. Like when I had the, sh- the shop, the shop weeks 
or the shop days, those days I felt like I was in class for an hour, and it was like six hours. Wow. So that's when I was yeah. like, bro. Making trucks at all now? No, I <laughs> ma- but I made a bunch of stuff after when I took the class. Uh, and then I started skating, which is funny because they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? When I picked the class and I started skating, it was just like, it's, it was all my fate. You know, I was like, whoa. And uh, all a bunch of the kids, I was the only Puerto Rican in, in the welding class. And a lot of the kids were like super heavy metal and like Slipknot and, you know, right. yeah. all that stuff. And St. Paul Posse. ICP. Yeah, a bunch of different bands. And I was it, it was a very unfamiliar world for me because although I had a lot of friends, I didn't hang out with that crowd yeah so i got to get make friends with a different crowd in school and then i started skating which i made flat bars for the skate park and would bring them home on the bus oh wow that's fucking sick (laughs) did you were you listening to slipknot icp too would you check it out no 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 no, no. (laughs) at that time i just at that time you like how i always thought i only listened to i only would do things culturally and where i was from then I, my mind wasn't that open yet. Mm. Where, yeah. like, now I listen to, like... Everything. From, like, you know, old hip-hop to Charles Daniels Band to Nako and Medicine for the People to, like... Uh, my it's awesome. Like, you know, 311. Like, just, to, like, re- like, my now my mind, like, my, you know, library of music yeah. is, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah. You but know? back then it's like, yeah, I know. You're back saying. then it was just like yeah. Aaliyah, Ja Rule, Eminem, <laughs> 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 whatever was on ninety four five ja on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so do you, do you get smart? Murder. <laughs> 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 st- so what year? What year did you graduate high school? What year would that be? Two. I uh, graduated two thousand one. Wow. No, wait, wait. I went no, no, no lies. I graduated two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay. Damn, Damn we're we're old. Oh, um, oh. did you start? Comp- <laughs> so when you graduated, were you working a job? Did you start competing when you graduated? Was that later on? Well, I started competing around like my senior, a little bit of my senior year of high school. Okay. Okay. And uh, it wasn't nothing serious. It was just like local contests and stuff. Yeah. And at that point, I was, uh, my best friend was Dave, or is Dave Bachinski, but uh, that's was my best friend at the time. Um, and he was like the best one mm. in our town and pretty good in Massachusetts in general. Okay. So whenever we, as for like uh, flow contests, which are not like amateur contests, but they call them amateur, but they're not really amateur. It's just like kids who get shot flow that yeah. have the potential local contest, the open division, uh, then uh, we would always like fight for second because he would always win. So I was, uh, my, my right hand man was so good that it was like, we were like Batman and Robin. Wow. So then we started traveling and like going to contests. But I already had like, you know, I had to make a decision because I was graduating high school and yeah. I had a full time. My senior year, I had a full time job welding for my uh, co-op week. Okay. So my co-op week, I would show up to work and then my academic week, I would go to s- class. Okay. Because they prepare you for like life, right? Yeah. To get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember I graduated, had a girlfriend at the time. So I was like skating, girlfriend, working. <laughs> And uh, I would work during, I would skate during wor- uh, break at work. Like I would eat my food real fast and I have like 20 minutes to skate outside. Yeah. And all the old dudes would just shit. Out, they'd just be eating outside. I would be like watching me kickflip like the sewer cap <laughs> and like 180 and pop show. Sick. Which is rad. You uh, did mostly street, right? Yeah, street. No rent, no half pipes, none of that stuff? Not, no, not really. Ma- a mini rent maybe because we had at the skate park, but I was more like a street skater, stairs, rails, ledges and stuff. And then I had to make a decision though after that. So I worked full time for like six months and then I was like, I got, you know, I was like, I got to make like a real life decision here. Like you know, my mom was like, you know, all right. Like, what are you going to do? Like she's supportive. So, you no, know, my mom was n- since day one. There's yeah. o- only my mom only one time in my whole life 
told me only one time she sat me down and said uh, it was short shortly after that because I broke up with my girlfriend skated every day and then just kind of slept out Dave's house or my house and kind of just you know skated and filmed we would just wake yeah. up go to the skate park hang out go street skating come home wake up go to the skate park and I remember my mom at the time you know uh, I think I was like shy of 20 she like sat me down and was like hey like uh, I was just thinking because I was a good kid I didn't get in trouble I didn't do nothing I was always home on time if I stayed at my house I never caused her any trouble That's and awesome whatsoever room was always clean I vacuumed my room every single day nice. like made my bed vacuumed my room every hey. single day Love that. Fold yeah. my we clothes. talked about making yeah, beds. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Well, she's strict with that, says you just did no, that. You're she a good did, kid. She taught me well, at an early age. She was like, you know, as long as you keep your room clean, then I, I won't, you know, I won't, like, hassle you. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I see how hard you work. And yeah. to maintain our family, like, the last thing I could do is, like, make my bed. So I'd wake up. Usually I wake up, you know, have coffee, make my bed, vacuum my room, make sure everything's in order. I'm nice. very, like... Yeah, that's a self-respect, though. I was talking talking to Toby about this. I was like, how important. I think that is at a young age. You may se- it may seem like it's not that important. Yes. But, I mean, that self-respect for your space. Yes. You know, it's your room. You don't, you yes. don't want to. Yeah. You need to keep that in order. You yeah. know, that's, it's, it's a reflection of, of you. yourself. Yeah. It's like your room. Love that. Yeah. Your, room in your, your room and your car, in a sense, depending right. how much you're in your car, is a reflection of your mind. Mm. So mm. if your room is always neat, then you're a type of person that you know what you want in life or you know how to, you're structured. If your room is messy or if you say like, oh, why am I going to make my bed if I'm going to sleep in it tonight? Then that just shows me that like you lack discipline. Yes. Mm. And that discipline is super important. It takes 10 seconds to make a bed. 10 seconds, man. Give or take. So I remember she sat me down and told me, she was like, um, hey, like. You know, I was thinking if you want, like, maybe you can get, like, a part-time job. That way you have some money. So if you want to, you know, get some okay. food or take a girl out, like, you know, that way you can, like, start, you know, taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I remember I looked at her and I said, all right, mom, if nothing happens by the end of this year, I promise you I'll get a job. Wow. And, she, and then that year is when everything started happening and then I haven't looked back. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not opposed to, you know, I wasn't opposed to right. working. It was just... I was just having so much fun that the last yeah. thing I wanted to do is get a job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if she was if she was to tell me like, "Hey, like I need you to get a job to help around the house." I'd be like, "Oh, without a doubt, like of course." But you were super yeah. focused on skating. Yeah, I, I just mean, wanted to skate. I was like like I was spending like literally no joke 12 hours a day just oh, skating whether if I'm do, at the right. skate park just sitting or watching people skate or actually skating like we were spending a majority of the whole day either out street skating or at the skate park it was just consumed my life yeah yeah Yeah. your mom knew where you were she knew you were safe you guys like you weren't a bad kid you weren't out there wilding out partying so there was like this trust i love that yeah no she since i was since i was like nine or ten like she's always like because i never showed her any signs of disrespect or like Mm -hmm. uh any signs for her to worry so like since I was little, I used to stay out till like started to get dark out, and then wow. and then I would come home. She, I wouldn't even call her from places. I would just show up, and she, yeah. you know, I always kind of kept the same respect with her, and you know, I realized how much she's done for me my whole life. So I always like want to make sure like that I don't, I'm not the one causing any friction because my sister caused friction. Uh, <laughs> she's pregnant at 16. You wow. know, like my sister's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but she caused a lot of friction for my mom at a very young age. Gotcha, like a lot. Right. And I was like, that I that's I that is something I don't want because I see my mom suffer. So I don't want, through. yeah, I don't want to be the one that's making her feel the way that I see her feel. So. Right. You and your sister tight? Uh, we were super tight. Then I left to come out here, and uh, it's just like a very unspoken uh, love. Okay. You know? yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. we're not tight. It's just 
I'm never home enough. It's not like I call my, I don't even, I barely even call my mom. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just in my own world, in my own life. And yeah. then when I see them, it's like we pick up where we last left off. But totally. it's a, yeah, when I see her, it's like smack her in the ass, give her a big <laughs> hug, and just like you know, go, how are you doing? Like you know, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's I don't know. I've always been like that. It's something I was watching. Uh, did you guys see that Will Smith dropped that? Uh, Great. That YouTube. That I was just telling you about it, man. You, you have to Best watch shape it. of my life. Best shape of my bro. Did, did you see the? And I think it's episode three, towards the end, when he said he has to talk about like Jaden, and he talked about. Uh, I know that this is going to sound crazy to you guys, and I've been p trying to put this off, but, like, I've worked my whole life to be where I'm at, and not, not, not anything or anyone will get in the way of that. Yeah. yeah so man. that's exactly how I am with my life. Yeah. Like, and I, it's funny because I had to give up my son and having him every day, so I know exactly what he meant. Wow. And a lot of people heavy. have told me, like, like, oh, you're messed up or that's kind of messed up. That's your son. And I'm like, yeah, but ultimately, if I can't live my best, like my best life working and doing what I want, then I can never be a good father to him because I will always resent him mm -hmm. for getting mm -hmm. in the way. And I won't I won't be able to support him the way I, I can. Right. Yeah. You know, I would I don't never want to ever look at my son and be like, you took away like my dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to look at him and be like. You gave me my dreams and now you're a part of new goals in my life. I want you, like, I want to look at him and, and give you the best life now. Yeah, yeah. And then give him the best life. Yeah. And then that was a heavy series, man. Yeah. So I'm, I just started watching it, but I'm like, Oh, you haven't got to episode six or seven. No, yet? I'm, okay. I'm, on, I'm on four. Bro, if you're a dad, you're going to get emo as fuck. It is some, <laughs> you'll watch it. It's really yeah. it's just the honesty in his book to his children. Well, yeah, he did put his career first and certain things that he missed out on them because of that. And he's reading about the book and he's bawling and they're like crying to and hugging them. And the son's like, yo, I, I didn't see it like that. Right. You might have felt the way, but I, I didn't I didn't I did not feel that way. I felt your love. Like it's it's yeah. a w it's a way he perceived himself during some of these big movies and not being there for them. Mm -hmm. But the kid's like, nah, you you kept calling me, you brought me out there. Like in his mind he thinks he wasn't yeah. but he really was. Right. And, you know what I mean? And then I, and I feel the same way. Like there's yeah. times where I'm like like you know, when my when my, my friends have kids and then, you know, yeah. they'll be in their situation and spouses are having their conversations and I'm like, damn, like which one am I? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, am I like, am I, am I, am I in the wrong for what I'm doing? But then, like you said, when, when I do spend time with my son and when we do play Fortnite or when I'm, when I go there to hang out with him, like it's all, he's just happy I'm there. Yeah. You know? And now he's getting older. So now he's a little bit more vocal. But and it will be better. You know, yeah. I believe, you know, as he get older, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because my son lives in Prague. And so Ooh, it's like far, bro. far away. And it's like that time, you know, that we're together, though. It's just, Magical. you know, the happiest, the happiest, you know, it's just like everything is complete, you know, is that yeah. feeling of completeness. But it's it's hard because you have a lot of friends, like you were saying, that have their kids, you know, I'm with Toby all the time, you know, and I, he's with Max all the time, you know, and I'm just like, man, you know, like, am I a messed yeah. up father because, you know, yeah. I don't have that type of relationship but uh, it's a different relationship it's, yeah, it's you different. know and i had to you know look at it but i i appreciate that i learned a lot being around that but i just know like when i am there you know i'd have to be 100 yeah. percent present I, you know for me in my situation like i got really lucky um shout out dads out there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i got i got really lucky in my situation because when ocean this his name is ocean great name uh when he you know when his mother michelle took him back to uh, Oregon, which was our conversation. I said, hey, you can stay in L.A. Mm -hmm. and I'll be there as much as I can. 
but you don't have no friends and you might be miserable here, which will benefit me because I'll have him here. Or you can take him back to Portland, uh, to Oregon and he'll have a family and yeah. grandparents and cousins and That's you'll have sure. more help. Right. But it hurts me. One of these decisions Hard, doesn't man. benefit me, but the one that doesn't benefit me benefits me because he will be happy. And that's all I care about because it's not about what I need or what I want. It's what he needs. And mm-hmm. right now, he was two years old. He doesn't need me right now. Yeah, right. He needs his mom. He needs love. And the day that he does need me, I will realize when I have to step in. But luckily, when, when she went back, um, and not that it was the prettiest thing because we had to overcome a lot of, you know, I was gonna things, ask, like, yeah, you have a like a relationship with her. Or? Well, now we okay. didn't for a while, and it was kind of sad. But now she, you know, a while ago she had met someone, and they started their family. Mm. Oh, you know? okay. And then when I went there and I got to to meet him, I realized that I'm so lucky. Right, right. Because I'm like the amount of love that Nathan has for Ocean is so amazing, and he honestly loves ocean as much as i do that's awesome and i never thought that i'd be able to to say that oh yeah but that that definitely exists you know yeah it's like i've seen that with uh with my girl and it's like her stepfather is her father yeah you know like it's just like it's beautiful i remember we we had a conversation one time uh which was kind of sad at the time it killed me but i remember like ocean was like you know he was young and he didn't really he just started really talking and stuff and uh not many people know this, but I, I feel like I want to be vulnerable right now. I remember um, I was talking to him, and you know I'm like, "Oh, who's there?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, mommy." Uh, he said, uh, "You, mommy, I be- yeah, Mia, which is um, Amaya, his sister." And then he's and then he's like, "Daddy," and mm-hmm. I said, "What you mean, daddy? I'm daddy." <laughs> right. And then Ooh, he's like, man. and then he was like, he's like, "No, you're Manny. He's daddy." And my heart dropped. Mm. And my heart just got weird just hearing you say yeah. that. Man. <laughs> and then at, in that moment, I was like, I reacted. My ego reacted. Right. And because I didn't know how to how to digest that without getting upset. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I told him, I'm like, Nathan is not your dad. Mm-hmm. I am your father. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's your stepdad or that's your mom's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am your dad. And she ripped the phone from his hand. And looked at me and she said, don't you ever tell him that Nathan's not his dad. Wow, and I said, Michelle, man. can you put Ocean back on the phone? I'm trying to talk to my son. Oh, you're right. Wow, man. That's heavy, man. So for a while, it was like really weird. And then so we came up together uh, with like, okay, Daddy Manny, Daddy Nathan. And then I was okay with that. Right. I was like, okay, as long as he's yeah. realizing my role, not still realizing that I was just feeding my ego. Right. Yeah, which I yeah. didn't need to do, but... I just like as a man and as a father, I'd be like, no, I'm his dad, you know? Yeah. Like, he came from my ball sack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that, that, that's property of, of Manny Santiago, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I was like, how are you going to do that? You're not going to put a Toyota logo on a Tesla. It's a Tesla. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Wow. And then, but then I, w- the more I got to know Nathan, and every time we yeah. talked, I realized like, you are his father. Wow, man. And I'm yeah. grateful because he loves my son. Right. Or yeah. I, he loves our son. Yeah. yeah. So now he has two dope dads. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And, that's <laughs> and, the, and the mom's a pro skater too, right? So What? No. no. Oh, she's not a skater? <laughs> no, my girlfriend now is a pro skater. Oh, my bad. No, you're good. No, 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 no. No, no. Michelle, <laughs> she's, she, she does CrossFit. She's pretty strong. But your girl now is a pro skater. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But no, we'll she's, get to that later. she's cool, but we're super rad. To, okay. to get back to your question, yeah, when I go there, I, uh, I stay at the house. I stay in Ocean's mm-hmm. room. 
we hang out, we share drinks together, we share stories, we laugh. She'll, you know, she'll, she'll hang out. We'll hang out in the living room. Like, don't make jokes. It's just like, I'm just, yeah. I'm a part of the family with no emotional ties to her because right. they're not there. Get I just it. see yeah, her as yeah. a human being. I don't see her like, as like, oh, my ex or right. the, the, the woman who has, who has my child. Like, no, I see her, yeah. you're Michelle, you're Michelle Baker and that's who you are. And you, you know, you're doing well by our son. Yeah. There's nothing. I, there's nothing more I can ask for. You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Earlier, you said that you found out recently that your dad wasn't there from one to four. Correct? Yes. You didn't know that. You thought. Yeah. You so even when you like you were saying you weren't there when your son was younger too. Yeah. You, and he might not remember that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those, well, I was there. Cool. I would make sure I visit him a lot. I visit. <laughs> okay. Him okay. There, yeah. It wasn't like I went ghost. I just said, "Look, you move there, and I'll just come see you every three months and spend a couple of weeks with him, and then I come back." Yeah, but I, I don't remember anything from like five. Oh yeah, but like I, get, I get. I get. I get. You're saying I don't. <laughs> you know saying? I don't remember like, from one until like seven, give or take. Yeah, I remember and at the time. Even that younger age, I have only like four or five memories. Right. Yeah. I remember from like eleven and on. I remember like the back of my hand. Yeah. It's, you remember? One? I remember a lot. What, up, up do until you like f- remember? <laughs> up until five years old and shit, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember a lot because I would just, since my dad was there all the time, I would just be so interested in what he was doing. So he had like all this stuff. He was an electrician, so he had all this whole shop downstairs. Okay, so that's cool. So I'd just be like wandering and going through all this stuff and all these questions and just Shout out to the dope childhood. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it w- I was very lucky. What's my you know? dad doing? He's like a superhero. But yeah, it was yeah. just like, yo, I mean, he would take me on these uh, trips with him to go to people's house to repair like TVs or radios. Oh, that's cool. And so I'd all be right. sitting there so just like in the silence. Like, so your dad's the man. He was a man. He was a man. <laughs> Took you to work with him. I was very you. lucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just like, wow. He wouldn't have to say anything. I was just there. Yeah. Damn. You know, with him. So it was just like, you know, he wasn't like the type of father that's like, yo, I love you, son. And, yeah. You know, all the time. He grew up in, you know, the 50s and stuff. Yeah, it's years different. Ago. Tough love. But yeah. as he got older, you know, yeah. it started to come out. Like yeah. when I would see him and, yeah. you know, and hang out, I was like, wow, you know, yeah. relationships change with your parents and things yeah. like that. You start to realize. Damn. A lot of things too, as as we get older. But you only have three memories. Of my dad. One is where he stepped on a bottle on the beach and went right through his foot. He get rushed oh. to the hospital. The second one is he built like this uh, a horse buggy. He built it and he has three sons in the back and he'd he'd be the horse and he'd go around the backyard on this like wooden horse buggy. Right. And cool. the last one is where he went to the hospital and never came back. I never saw him again. Those are my oh, not to not wow. to not to bring this conversation right. down. No, no. And then he died at thirty three <laughs> years old. Like that's my only three memories of my dad. Wow. And maybe I don't even remember them. Maybe I've just been told them. It's, oh, this yeah. happened. Maybe I got. But that's like the three. It's fucking yeah. Hmm. It's crazy, man. And, he, and he's he's uh, he's in, he's uh, buried in Massachusetts, Taunton, Mass. Okay. Mass. Taunton, 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 Mass. Yeah, Taunton you know that. Mass. You know Taunton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of Mass. I know a lot of Mass. Um, okay, not to bring the conversation okay. down. Not, wow, Let's man. get back to your life. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> my life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Um, I like all the, the we have a lot of music. Uh, Fuck yeah, breakers oh, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Break up the uh, yeah. serious moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the first? What was the first trick you landed? You remember? Oh uh, yeah, I want to say that 180. Simple. Okay. Yeah, simple 180. Super sketchy. I was going slow. I barely was going fast. Yeah, it actually took me a long time to get uh, pretty decent at skateboarding. I'm I'm someone that picks up something. I pick up everything pretty fast. Okay. Okay. But what skating was like. Really. And I think that's what drew me in even more. The fact that I couldn't conquer it so fast. Kind of. Mm. It's like Little Wayne. Mm, yeah. You know, he thought he was gonna start skating, and then you know, he's remember he put out a video. I said, in a year, I'm gonna be the best skateboarder in the yeah. world. And like it's been like ten years, and he's still skating, still skating, still going to the barracks. Yeah, really? my wife works, so she tells me he's there like 
all night long trying one trick to like five in the morning. Wow. Like I, I respect the fact he's still at it, man. Trying. That's you know cool. what I mean? That's yeah. cool. So trying to learn. You ever skate with him before? Yeah, a bunch of times. Really? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, and he's yeah, got yeah. some tricks. Right? I seen him on. He, a yeah, he does some stuff. He he does his stuff. But what? It's not about what he does. It's how much fun he has. Right. Yeah. He's skating. He'll skate yeah. for like six hours. That's what I'm saying, wow. bro. He shut that shit down. Yeah, just no skating, idea. having fun. It's not like he's doing the craziest tricks, but he's having the best time. Yeah. And being a part of that is so cool to see someone who is yeah, one of the true. best in their field. Facts. And right. then they pick up something that we do. And take and it seriously and take it serious. Like he wants to skate, he wants to hang. Like he'll leave the studio to go skate. Yeah, and he had a half pipe on tour and stuff. One of the yeah. tours he did, he had to set up whatever yeah. he went. And he That's had a, he had a whole skate team that went with him too. He has a uh, truck like, fit. Yeah, he has truck fit. He still has, a lot of those guys still like whenever he needs them, they're like they'll they'll drop whatever they're doing and like come hang and stuff. Dude, well, like when like um, Loot Fiasco, Little Wayne. And skateboard P Pharrell, and they all started bringing skateboarding into hip hop. That shit was a game. I th I saw it as a game changer. Even like seeing Lil Wayne wearing a famous Stars and Straps belt buckle on the cover of the Source. I was like, what? Yeah. Like when all that shit started, like it was a beautiful thing because yeah. we grew up only having punk rock in our skate videos. Yeah, like we li we loved hip hop. We break dance. We but that was almost like a separate thing. You break dance, you skateboarded, but you you know you skate to hip hop. Yeah. you know what no. I'm saying. Then, yeah. then then it just changed like. But it makes so much sense. It. Like when you see it, I know. I was like, how is it never? How it, I can't imagine not being there. Yeah, you know, my my girl actually skates for ice cream now. She just signed oh, ice cream, which really? is funny because that's for else. That's fucking sick. I know we had a skate there, a skate then that. Yeah. <laughs> so ice cream had a big skate team, and then. Uh, ice cream kind of just kind of was sizzling for a bit, just kind of just on the low, and then now they just brought it back, and now they have like a full skate team. Damn. Yeah, they got Andre Beverly from New York. They got Daniel Scales, that's from Florida, but is out here now, and uh, my girl just signed with them. That's amazing, nice. man. Um, what what was your first sponsor? I know you're the first Pur Puerto Rican ever signed to sh uh, Street League. Yes, that shit's hard. That's, That's sick. I, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of. I like. I like to always like be right, the first, the first Puerto Rican to do whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like. Honorary, that's dope. I that's, love that's it. That's honorary in itself, you know. As you know, you come from a small island with so much heart and so much talent and just so much drive that to try to be the first at a lot of things being Puerto Rican is like one of my like always been like milestones for me. So you're probably the first Puerto Rican to be sponsored in your town. Probably, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, my but my first sponsor, I would say, like, would be Pioneers uh, Skate Shop in New Hampshire. That was uh, Dave's uncle's skate shop, Steve okay. O'Hara. Yeah, so it's still up and running. Oh wow! Yeah, they helped me, and like, I wouldn't have my what you would call my career if it wasn't for Pioneer Skate Shop. Wow, that's yeah. cool. It's still there too. Yeah, still there. They're still doing it. It's dope. I mean, Steve's the man. So. From there, they would hook us up with sponsorships through the representatives, which was the shop flow, rep flow. Okay. And then that's how it worked, you know. You would get stuff from the shop that they would give you that they would buy. Okay. Then eventually, when you got good enough, they would give your footage to the representative. Then if he liked it, then he picked you as, like, the rep flow kid, so you would represent that brand in that county. And then from there, he, when mm. you got good enough, the rep would send your footage to the company and then if they liked it enough they would put you on in-house flow so you know you no longer took budget from the representative now the company was sending you stuff and from there if they saw something they would bring you on trips and put you on the team Holy now fuck. now you're just now you're Don't just on instagram if they like you they yeah <laughs> right right but the flow is just free shit basically yeah, flow right? is just free stuff it don't not getting it paid don't you're not getting paid yet yeah you don't mean it don't mean nothing back then now even mm -hmm. back then ams weren't really getting paid now ams get paid pretty good 
So when did you start? So you started competing and stuff and going out a little, right? Stay in the East Coast area kind of? Yeah. For a while, it was just like East Coast. And then since Dave was so good and he started to get a lot of recognition because he's winning a lot of stuff and he was insane in the streets, like getting crazy clips. So then we would start traveling like to Jersey, to New York, and then to Maine, New Hampshire, and then like kind of the Northeast. And then eventually um, we started going down to Florida because his uncle Steve and Paul went to Florida for like vacation in the wintertime. Yeah. And since it snows in Mass, you know, in the wintertime it's hard to skate and there wasn't that many parks, uh, yeah. indoor parks. So uh, they w- went down there for two weeks. Um, and then when he came back, he was like, yo, we're going to Florida. And I was like, uh, he's like, it's so dope. Jupiter, Florida, Abacoa Skate Park. I met a bunch of kids. They're super rad. They said we could stay at their house. So we got in Dave's Buick LeSable and we drove straight to Florida. His Buick? Buick LeSable. <laughs> 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 the couch, homie. That thing <laughs> was the, one of the best cars in the whole entire world, I'm telling you. So then you start going down there and shit. Damn. Yeah, so then we started going down there in the wintertime. You know, I mean, there was a bunch of contests in between that yeah. Dave and I did. Uh, Beast of the East and a bunch of stuff. But that, that Florida became one of like, uh, the kind of like, the main points of my career of like where my career blossomed after that because yeah. I was skating more I was meeting more people and then I was going down there every year in the winter time and then they would come up and stay with us in the summertime at Dave's house so then we had like skating year round nice. and then now it's you're awesome. creating two different at that time there was really no there wasn't YouTube there wasn't much stuff so you were just it was all word of mouth and mm-hmm. then a lot of people when our footage was coming out they're like oh like Manny's from Florida because he has all this Florida footage, but I'm not. I just spent so much time Wow. Around. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a cool journey. But then as things evolved, you know, where you're you're eventually, you're making so much noise, getting so much footage, you know, you you know, Dave's career took off. He kicked flipped El Toro, which was a 20-stair, non wow. El Toro High School. It was like the first one in the whole world to do it. A bunch of pros, tr- you know, wanted to do it or tried it, couldn't do it. Wow. And then from his career blossoming, since I was like, you know, his Robin, in yeah. a sense, at the time, he would bring me to everywhere, and I got to meet everybody. Awesome, So, man. from there, instead of going to Florida, I started going to California, and that's how I met Felix. Damn. Yeah, I got Felix on here, too. Yeah. couple of things that you got in 2006, first place in Minneapolis at the uh, yeah, M Contest. Yeah, damn M. Damn, damn yeah. M. Yeah. And then uh, Zoo York's M Contest in Montreal. Yes. Nice. Yeah, we traveled a lot um, in our early... And then the best trick at the Black Box Crossroads yeah, Contest, that's first, what, that's first what, place. That's what turned me pro. Because I, wow. be, I beat, uh, you know, I beat Nyjah, I beat Sheckler, I beat Tori Pudwell, I beat Chris Cole. Everyone. Chris Cole. I what up, Chris Cole? Yeah, Chris, Cole. Chris, Chris Cole. He's the best, dude. <laughs> no, he is the best. Um, you beat all them in that I shit? Beat, the only person that wasn't there was Paul. As an amateur, you beat them? Yeah, they were all pro. Holy yeah, and shit. And then from there, I remember, uh, so we finished the contest and, you know, I was like, whoa, I can't believe I won. Thrasher hosted it, blah, blah. <laughs> Jamie Thomas handed me the money. I'm like, oh, this is crazy, right? And that's the first <laughs> one. <laughs> and then uh, I remember I told Felix that night, I'm like, yo, so Tampa Amp's coming up. Like, what's the plans? And he's like, bro, you just beat all the best skateboarders in the world. Like, this is your Jordan moment. You're not skating. T- you're not Amp. You're not, you're not Amp no more. We're going to turn you pro. And from winning that contest, I turned pro at Tampa Pro. Nice. Holy shit, man! Yeah, yeah. It was like all the ducks, you know. It's right. the story. All the ducks aligned, you know. Yeah, and then also then 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 moving forward, like um, rookie of the year for the Dew Tour, yes, right? Yes, rookie of the year. And then the first Puerto Rican to uh, skater to place third in the X Games of Barcelona. Yes, so always the first Puerto Rican and everything. I it's yeah. so <laughs> trying to make trying to make it. The thing is, right? It, that's <laughs> it's like important because now kids go, oh, this. You know, you've accomplished so much in your career and you're Puerto Rican, so I'm Puerto Rican too. Or yeah. I'm Cuban or I'm Colombian, I'm Dominican. Like you're Latin and you're doing all this stuff and representing all of us. Like 
yes, like I represent Puerto Rico. That's like that's my heart. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I represent all of Latin community. Yeah. So that's the bigger the bigger reaches that like I want to show the world that it doesn't matter where you come from, mm-hmm. that you can accomplish what it is you want as long as you work hard enough. You can you can honestly I believe that you can do whatever you want. I truly believe that. I believe it too. Mm-hmm. Like I believe yeah. that if you do it, if you work hard enough and you and you wait long enough and you keep your head down and you do everything you need to do, whatever it is you want to accomplish, I don't care what it is. You can be it. You can be a president. You can be president of the United States if you want. Yeah, you're living proof of that. It's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I wanted. I wanted. That's my message. I want to represent the idea that you can do what you want for as long as you want. As yeah. Long as you take care of Wh- yourself. What was that trick that you got? Was that that you beat the contest uh, at the black box? Yeah. What was the trick? I no. I ended up doing so. It was the best trick. It was a 30 minute jam. Oh, okay. And there was like 40 of us just like. Damn. A big picture of best trick is like literally carcass tossing okay so it's like a seven stair with like a two hubbas going down and what they ended up doing was they put a fence at the bottom of the hubba okay so if you did certain tricks like a back till or a backsmith your the front of your board would hit so you would have to lift your you would have to Mm. lift your board up over it yeah so people were either skating over the seven stair over the gate or they were skating the hubba and they ended up doing like some close to like 20 tricks and then i yeah flipping into it grinding a bunch of stuff and then i ended up doing a big spin blunt slide down the hubba on my last attempt. Wow. After man. someone just knocked themselves out cold. Oh my. So it was kind of like at Holy that point. Shit. Yeah, at that point it was like it, you know, cuz usually at that time Chris Cole never lost that black box. They've hosted it a bunch of times. And what happens is like I I caught I've watched them so I kind of realize okay, if this goes 25 minutes, I know that Jamie is going to come out on the mic and per usual best trick, do we keep it going? 5 <laughs> more minutes. Yeah. And then I've seen Chris Cole in those 5 minutes. It was almost like he was just like waiting. Co- yeah, he was coasting the contest, doing a bunch of good stuff. And then once he, Jamie said that, he's like, okay, I got to turn it up. Right. So when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, hell no, not this year because yeah. I'm skating. And wow. I just, in that moment, I just was rifling things left and right, like boom, 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 boom. And it was like, the, at that point, you couldn't like, the only person to be Chris Cole in his house. That's incredible, oh, man. How old were you then? I was, uh, I want to <laughs> say I was 23, maybe 22, 23. Wow. Damn. And then Chris when Chris Cole's pretty sick. He's, nah, he, bro, he's, he's so sick. He's, he's also a really smart, yeah. sweet fucking I mean, human no, too, man. No, Chris is literally the one of the best <sighs> skateboarders to ever step on a skateboard. Like he has done and could do and will continue Still can. To. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have an event next weekend. Out here or no? He's skating in it. He only he only he doesn't skate any of the events anymore. Is it out here? Yeah, it's at the it's gonna be at the barracks. Oh, I'm pulling up. We're going, bro. We're going, bro. If we're allowed to, yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, just text me. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's like this new. It's a new league that is getting started in skateboarding. Okay. It's called uh, PSA. Okay. Yeah, Premier Skateboard Association. Not like MSA. Or PMA. (laughs) PMA. MSA. Manny slays all. Yeah, remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, I was I was gonna ask you if this shit. Was, um, I was thinking about the skate trick, and I'm going space right now. What was it like shit. internationally? Like, did they? Oh, I got Was there any like shock, like leaving the country and seeing other skaters from, you know, around the world? In the or, beginning of my career, yeah. well, meeting other Puerto Rican skaters too. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. When I went back, that's a whole story in itself. When I went back, because I didn't, I didn't grow up skating in Puerto Rico. So right. as I was making it, and I started making a name for myself. I got a lot of hate. From mm-hmm. my people, Whoa. from my community, because yeah. I wasn't raised. So when I won the mm. bronze, when I won the bronze medal at the at the at X Games, yep. mm-hmm. um, I had won the select series, which is the it was the rookie league. It was so it was street league at X Games. They partnered up. 
they, they they started a rookie league called the Select Series. So they would do the Select Series on Thursday, and it was like ten of us that were invited, nine of us that were invited on this, uh, uh, that were part of the rookie league, and then the one local kid that was like super good. Yeah. And then we went head to head. Us, we skated, and then I won the first stop. Okay. And then at the end of the year, whoever had the most points in the select series won a s- the first two won a free slot into street league. It was like a contract. Yeah. You won your big first contract, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right. you know G League to fucking blah 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 to street league. <laughs> um, and I remember uh, I won that. I won the select series stop uh, in Brazil. That I didn't do too good. The second one was the one in uh, Barcelona. I won the the select series again, which was crazy. Won two wow. back to back. Then the next day, I qualified second into the finals. And then the day of finals, I got uh, third, right? So wow, I get, man. I get finally, I like get this medal. I'm on podium, like Instagram, 15k followers in like three hours. Like grew, wow. like it was like <laughs> things were happening. And then you know, I go on Facebook and I just see all this backlash. And I see my my brother Fico Rodriguez. He makes music. Uh, he's my also my business partner, but he's like my bro. He had posted something was like writing to these like our own friends like you guys are idiots like defending you on there and yeah stuff, like yeah. you guys are dumb like dude like what the heck he's one of us you know so then i have to like then i have to f- defend myself and write some stuff but i was fine with that but i realized like wow like that i got hate but mm. now even with no matter no matter how much i've done no matter how much i've given back there's still those couple things couple couple a couple people that still say things which is funny because then i in hindsight when i look back they even hate on themselves people yeah, hate on course. themselves they usually are. so course. realistically no matter even if i grew up skating or not that first that doesn't take away that i'm puerto rican no. because i'm puerto rican whether i was born in puerto rico or the moon that doesn't right. change Facts. anything <laughs> right yeah um but also what it teaches me is that you just always got to keep you know, those people at a distance and realize just focus on the people that love you, not the people that hundred percent. Right, right. Has anybody ever come up to your face from the internet and no. said anything to no, you? No, 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 exactly. No. We no. talk about this all the time. Mm. It's fucking, it, this is real yeah. life, this conversation. That is fucking bullshit because half those people want your attention or your autograph or a photo with you. They'll yeah. never say it to your face. There's yeah. always going to be haters. No. But what's interesting enough, doesn't matter how good we do or you put out in the world, even like one comment will fucking stick to you. Even though yeah. it's just one person yeah. from a fucking private account. It's yeah. like, yeah. I've learned. Fuck who cares, yeah, if you man. let it. If you let yeah. it. If you let it. Right. If you let it. Yeah, I've, I've learned. You learn that, I'm sure. Yeah, I've learned to just either when someone tries to come at me crazy. I just laugh and then I'm real. I just go. I just always write bye bye. Yeah. Block <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I write ba bye and I block them. <laughs> bye bye. Block blocking is like one of the best feelings though. That's a fucking power, yeah, bro. It's, it it's it shows you. I don't. It just shows them that I don't care. Like right. I don't care. You can t- write whatever you want. I don't care what you're about to tell me because I'm never gonna see it again. You're yeah, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the trick that you? How you lost you? How'd you lose your tooth? What trick was that? And he has his tooth. On that chain, gold uh, plated with a diamond. Oh, yeah, wow. my girl, my girl has it on though. Oh, okay, she, okay. Yeah, she has it on. I now. thought you were gonna wear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> she. I usually. It's the first time I've gone without it, <gasps> but so. I thought I was gonna go pow pow. Yeah. <laughs> usually, I, I've had it this whole time, but I. Uh, so you know, shout out to Instagram. I got like a jewelry deal, like to post. So they, you know, they paid me X, Y, and Z to post a couple chains and all this stuff. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I like these couple gold chains. So then I put them on. And I was like, hey, shorty, can you wear, you know, I'm going to take this off. She's like, oh, I'll wear it. And I'm like, that made me kind of like, oh, you want to wear my tooth out on your neck? That's pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you can rock it. And then uh, it's in good hands. So she just has it on now. That's, that's cool. awesome, So man. that's where it is. But yeah, uh, I was with Felix, which is funny. Shout out to Felix. No, shout out to Ammo. Be, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be where I'm at in my life. Old school skater, too. Or, or have what I have if it wasn't for him. 
He no. believed in me more than anybody. He believed in me more. He believed in me just as much or close to as I believe in myself. And wow. that's saying a lot. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. We were at a damn man, Costa Mesa. And it was end of practice. And I was doing three shove nose blunt on the bump to bar. That even today, if you said, oh, I'm a three shove nose blunt, this kids are like, what the fuck? Yeah. No one really, no one <laughs> I don't even know what this shit is. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like a, <laughs> it's such a rare trick. Yeah, it sounds rare. Yeah. It sounds, yeah, it is rare. And so I had done a bunch. And then at that time, the phones didn't have like the delete folder. Mm. Right. So we film one and Felix is like, all right, lit. And then he must have done something on his phone or maybe I think he just didn't film it good. So he deleted it mm. and he's like, oh, he's going to do it again because I did a bunch. And he's like, hey, like I accidentally deleted it. You do it again. And I looked at him like, I'm, you know, super confident. Like, Psh, yeah, of course. I'll just <laughs> I've done like six today. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And then literally a couple tries later, I was just jumping away, like bailing the trick. And my foot got stuck on the top of the rail and it slingshotted me straight to my face on the Fuck. asphalt with my because i got slingshotted so my hands were stuck behind my back i couldn't put oh, my hands down brutal. yeah and then my tooth went flying lip was bleeding but it was crazy because you would think right like i'm i literally the amount of force <laughs> that how i've hit my <laughs> face on the asphalt yeah would have knocked me out or would have right. broke a bunch of like all my teeth uh i literally just sat on the curb and was like fuck lip was bleeding it's like kind of like dazed a little bit, and I was like, "Shit!" And then I thought I destroyed all of my teeth because, like, at that point, your tongue is kind of numb, and yeah. you're like yeah. running it along your teeth, and you're like, "I feel oh, a bunch of jagged yeah. edges." And I'm like, "So I just b- like broke all my teeth, and so I was fine." And I got up and tried a bunch more, and then we just left. <laughs> and then after that, because my chip was my my tooth was chipped only; it wasn't broken; it was yeah. just chipped halfway. Uh, but then, like months later, it died. I would no. I was playing. Oh. With, I was like, because it's like a new sensation in my mouth, like meaning like it's there's now there's like half a tooth. So I was like playing with it and like scratching it on my fingernail, and I went. I just pushed on it hard enough, and it broke this way. Fuck like man. it broke. Like the cap must have been so thin of where my tooth broke to the root that it now it broke in half. But it was. It, and then I tried to like pull it out, and it wouldn't come out. So I was like. Okay, this is weird. So, fuck, man. You know, I didn't have insurance, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, yeah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> and then one, I just, you know, one night I went, I went out with a couple of my friends, drank some wine, and the next day when I woke up, my face was like a little swollen. And then I was like, and this feels weird, but it didn't hurt. And the next day it was even more swollen. And I'm like, whoa, it feels uh, like I have like a like a knot underneath my nose. But since I know nothing about that, I'm like, oh, maybe it's just like. I had plucked, like, this is the funniest thing. Everybody always laughs. <laughs> so I had plucked the nose hair, like, days prior, right? I had plucked the nose hair. And I thought that just, like, the the pore of the nose hair just got infected. Like, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is, maybe it's just that's infected or something. And then I woke up on Friday, and I would look like, if I covered half my face, I looked like I was 300 pounds. Like, wow. my eye was swollen shut, black and blue. And then Felix was like, yo, I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Crazy infection or something. So then I went to sleep and then I woke up like at two in the, like one thirty, two 2 in the morning, something like that with this crazy head throbbing pain. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I hit up my friend uh, through one of my companies that I skated for at the time. Quentin, one of the guys was like a dentist. So I hit him up like, hey, like what's up with, you know, what's going on? He's like, oh, I don't really know, but I'll, you know, I'll subscribe you some Vicodin because the pain's gonna be gnarly. Yeah, I uh, just come in on Monday. 
So I'm like, all right, cool. Saturday, Sunday, fine. Two days, Fuck. right? Th- I thought it was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I go and get the Vicodin, and at the, um, you know, at that time, like I wasn't really, I was just so relaxed, and I don't, I don't take pills, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, I've never smoked weed, so I don't, wow. right? I don't, re- so I, I was like, okay, Vicodin, okay. I've heard <laughs> this is gnarly, so I, you know, I take two pills, go to sleep, and then wake up every two hours with like, if someone was like sludge hammering my head in. So I'd wake up in tears because when I started, the numbness started to go away. My body would feel the pain. And so I'd wake up in tears because my body was in so much pain. I would take two more Vicodin and I was like that for 24 hours. So I imagine how many Vicodin I took in 24 hours. Oh, that's like a lot. Yeah, man. Right? And it was like 500 milligrams or something. So I was just like. Zombie, bro. when When Sunday. When I woke up Sunday, I literally was like, Felix, take me to the emergency room because I can't deal with the pain anymore. Like, I can't even, like, I can't. And then we went to the emergency room, and I went in there crying, and, like, like my I just couldn't. I was like, bro, if there was any way I can stop this, I would. Yeah, yeah, And then I I went to the emergency room. They were like, oh, like, it's just your tooth. You'll be fine. Go to the dentist tomorrow. They gave me two shots of Vicodin in my ass. Boom. And then sent me home. (laughs) So I wake up on Monday, go to the dentist. And then, um, sorry, that's sorry so long. But no, it's fine. I got to tell you in detail. Was it an so infection? So I go to the dentist and, uh, you know, he sits me down. He feels around my face. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to cut. I'm going to make an incision from the middle of your gum all the way back and see if it's like on uh, the top layer. Maybe it's not your tooth. Maybe it's something else. So we try that. It's not that. So then he torches it shut. But I'm numb at this time. I'm numb. Torches it shut. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, okay, so it's your tooth. We're going to pull on your tooth. When I pull on one of your, when I pull out your, the back part of the tooth that's broken, don't swallow whatever comes out. Let the vacuum suck it out. And I'm like, all right, chill, easy. When he pulls and yanks it out, it was like if someone like, uh, if you shake a Sprite or any type of soda and then you open it, it just started like splattering into my mouth and it was all the pus that was up my like up the root from your tooth all the way to my brain holy fuck so pretty much he told me if i would have waited like one or two more days i would have died from a brain infection holy fuck i know that shit was connected like that yeah so if you have any type of tooth pain just go to the dentist that's what i'm talking about like right away no no, i don't mess around with that yeah like that's gnarly for real yeah he's never had a cavity yeah, me yeah. either. I've never had a cavity, oh, wow. but yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's, oh, it's, shit. That sh- yeah. terrifies me, that story, what you just told me. That just me. gave yeah. me fucking anxiety, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already, I already <laughs> have those dreams, you know, where you wake in the dream. You're and like, your teeth start falling out. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you're kind of losing control of your life, they yeah. say, or you're feeling that. That's what it means. That's horrible. Gnarly, that was a yeah. nightmare story. I mean, anytime I have, like, anything going on, I'm like, now I'm going you to go, the doctor. Go to the, go to the go, doctor. Go to the go dentist. To the so then yeah. he pulled out the, so he did that, and what ha- what had happened is as soon as he did that, it felt like someone popped my face, like all the pressure. Yeah. Oh. I was so happy and relaxed. Like a big zit in your mouth. Yes, yes. literally. Happy and for you, too. Me, too. <laughs> and then uh, he pulled the other piece out, and then now I have no tooth there, right? Because right. it was, that your teeth are actually pretty long. It's gnarly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the then he's like, hey, what do you want me to do? Cause it's still numb, so I can, I can put a rod in, and then we can let it like cure, and then uh, we can put like a a, a cap. Yeah. Uh, or I can just torch it shut. And I said, close "Bro, it close it, bro. I don't want to deal with this ever again. I don't care. Like, yeah. dude, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't wish this pain on nobody, bro. I it was totally so bad. Yeah. And then I remember I was so bummed because like, afterwards, although I was very happy, the one thing you know they say you know, 
you love one thing in your body, you hate one thing, blah, blah, right? So mm -hmm. I hate my feet, which is ironic because I skate. Uh, you hate your feet, you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, my dad's feet. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> like my, I don't like my feet. <laughs> and, but I loved my smile, right? Uh, you so, had a good smile, yeah. So it was like s funny because like I have like a, like a smile fetish. And when people have good smiles, I'm like, oh my God, it makes me happy. <laughs> so I lose my <laughs> smile, which is what I love. Damn. But then I called my mom and, and I showed her and she's like, she told me like, she's like, you still look beautiful. It doesn't matter. Like you're fine. Oh, that's awesome. So man. I was like, if the person who gave brought me into this world tells me that I'm fine, then I'm okay. I don't care what anybody thinks. How many years ago was that since it happened? Two thousand and oh, you have a tattooed on you? Yeah, two thousand and ten, I think. You got a picture wow. of tooth on you too? Yeah, it says rest in peace. What? what? <laughs> Holy shit, that's a big tat. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. So you're yeah. never gonna replace it. You have no, no intention. No intention. Now, right? No, no intention. That's I think it's 2012, maybe. Yeah, now yeah. it's like your signature smile. That's this is this yeah, it became is it. a part of me. So it was funny, right? This, you know, Felix is a marketing genius. Um, <laughs> so when it had the day it happened, right? Chip, you know, and I lost my tooth, and I had to tell him. I'm like, you know, he has to see me mope around. He's like, no, bro, it's sick. Now that could be like your trademark. Mm. Like it'll be dope. They try to make me feel better, right? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like thanks. Flip into a positive. He did flip into a positive. And then, but know. then it became a thing where people were like, uh, it just became a thing where people were like, whoa, like, you know, like it w I'll be talking with people somewhere, and, and then after a while they're like, oh, you don't have a tooth, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't have a tooth the whole time. <laughs> like, but you don't hide it. And I'm like, because I don't. There's nothing to hide. I just don't have yeah. a tooth. Like I don't care to have a toothache it's not, it doesn't affect my eating right it doesn't affect me anywhere else definitely doesn't affect me in the bedroom so why do i need to get it fixed <laughs> right <laughs> so what you know what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah. it's not like it's like it's a, not affecting your life yeah, yeah. And, and it's how you carry yourself yeah. you know and you're a pretty confident person so. and what's cool in hindsight you know is that i a lot of people have reached out to me about their own issues mm -hmm. whether it is a tooth or anything within their physical self yeah and they thank me which is weird but funny and cool and loving at the same time they go yeah. man because you're so nonchalant and very like confident like you've helped me become confident it's awesome man and i'm That's just cool. like because there's you know there's nothing it is yeah. what it is mm -hmm. like yeah. we're gonna lose our all of our teeth at one point sorry yeah. but we are gonna <laughs> lose <laughs> I, <I'm not laughs> our teeth will fall out at one point I'm enjoying the moment. Um, yeah. did, did, did you ever <laughs> land? Did you ever land that trick on video after that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Up? No. Well, at, after I did that, then I actually for a very long time. Uh, a very long. Yeah, I lost it 2012 around there. Yeah, no, 2010, 2010. But for a long time, up until recently, not too, too, too long ago, that trick on the same ops on like a bump to rail, mm -hmm. I would always like cringe thinking of trying wow, it okay. or when i would try it i wouldn't even try it it was more of like a yeah i'm good but <laughs> recently i just did like a gazillion so now I'm oh, over okay it. yeah i'm over it move past nice, it so nice. super past it do you I realize it was just like a moment it just happened it wasn't like it was the trick it was just me do i was tired and yeah. I dragged my toe or something do you have a t-shirt with your smile on it I ha yeah, I've had a bunch. Oh, I was gonna say it was such a dope shirt. Yeah. Just your face, like a yeah. cartoon yeah, of your face. You it bad. was a famous shirt. <laughs> Fam oh, famous made yeah, that. Yeah, famous did Damn. that. I did. I had that on a famous shirt, and then I had that on a car a caricature for famous, mm -hmm. and then I had it on an ammo shirt. It was one of my pro boards. Uh, yeah. Damn. And I, I have some work. Okay, so how important is it to like to get like the perfect 
the video clip was was that something back then or is that something more recent people I mean, it seems like it's around for like a decade like no, getting that perfect clip for the videos no that that's forever forever and even even now uh, uh, for a while because of social media and stuff yeah. and these kids that grow up skating only in skate parks and like don't skate street it became a problem but uh, skateboarding is starting to demand it to be it, it again like you can't just it's a resume yeah you can't just be a good skater at the park because I feel like a bunch of people ended up doing like big companies. I don't want to put names out there, but big companies that I actually know ended up doing a bunch of trips and bringing these like Instagram skaters out. And they were like on Instagram, like crazy tricks and like crazy views. And then took them on one trip and not one of them did anything because wow, the streets are different. Streets, streets are different. Yeah. Not, yeah. The streets are the streets. Like anybody could rap in a booth. Mm-hmm. Right. But then let's have a freestyle right, battle right. on the street. Yeah. It's yep. like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. It's good to be good in the booth. It's good to put a song together. Mm-hmm. But then if you get you're if you're in a cipher and you can't hold like if you can't hold like thirty two bars in a cipher, then that's kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You know? Um you dropped this thing called the nine ten eleven on your twenty sixth birthday. Yes. And you shot stuff. You were shooting in Cali. Yes. You were shooting shooting in Puerto Rico. Yes. And you shot what was the other place you shot? It was three spots, wasn't it? Uh, just wherever I was at the time. Sal- Most of the salt and pepper video salt, part. Yeah. yeah, salt and pepper. I've had a, yeah. Kind of so Space Jam vibe, they say. Yeah, so the salt and pepper, 1911 was like a video part that I put together at the time for myself. For yourself. For no companies. It was called 1911 because that was my birthday that year. Yep. September 10th, 2011. And I was shot, uh, some in PR, but mostly here in LA. And it was just uh, a project that I put together for for skateboarding. And then I ended up after that I ended up doing a project called Salt and Pepper yep. with me and Dave because Dave's white and I'm brown so he's salt and I'm pepper. Love that. And then also to show like our relationship as friends uh, at a professional level where like the vi- the video is majority like a lot of Dave and then so it's like s- it would be like sixty forty but like when yeah. you eat food you put more salt than pepper so it had a lot of wow. like it had like a lot of like little like things like that that's and fucking cool and then it, it just had its moments it showed like our friendship in the clips and you guys getting tattooed in there and stuff yeah i tattooed his face on my leg <laughs> as a salt <laughs> that's shaker right, that's right yeah i have a, his face as a character as that's a caricature salt, salt shaker on my leg yeah we got to do that Derek. Right. yeah you got to do that ebony and ivory yeah. right 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 we got fuck i love that i think about it <laughs> gonna think of what it could be and then you did this live and learn <laughs> internet series too that i checked out too. yeah that, that was, was fun. one of the tattoos in stoner park and all that yeah six that one was fun yeah that was be a lot of this stuff was like before it's time like that was like a reality skate yeah, show it seemed like and mm-hmm. it did really well and uh i mean it, it, i the, i co- you know me and the people at the time like at that time that was me and spanish mike we came up with that idea he came up with the name and then we ran with it and then put out one season and then we were like, oh, on to the next. We didn't think like, oh, let's continue this or we didn't. We were just like always like wanted to create and like do things that we thought other people weren't doing. Yeah. And then other pe- then other people started doing it and then we just let it off. It was just like we weren't we didn't want to hold on to stuff. We just wanted to do it. And what's the next cool little project? Yeah. And then you did the Prince of Puerto Rico contest. Yes. That's uh, that's amazing. too. Yeah. Nine years. We did nine years in a row. Wow. Uh, and then COVID hit, which was supposed to be our 10th year. And then this year still kind of COVID ish. So we're not doing it because our 10th year, we want it to be huge. We want it to be like a festival, like skate contest, uh, music, music, nightlife type. We want to do like a big for the 10th annual. Um, though when I got the money from um, Rookie of the Year for Dutor, they gave, they paid me five grand for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And I took that money and I put 
all five grand into the first Prince of PR. And so you fix the skate, you fix the skate parks, right? We, feel, we fix every time we try to do something. Either we fix yeah. a skate park or we fix a street spot, or there's so always so, there's a, mm-hmm. always a give back. It's awesome, That's man. Great. To the community. So then you guys had like a, a child division and a women's division. Yes, and yeah, yeah. We got the Coquis, which is the kids. Uh, yeah. And then we got the Princesa, which is princess, and then Prince, which is. El Prince. And then uh, the, pa- the, the, the pound for pound that your skate park, the Thrasher presented, that was, that was a big one for you? The pound for pound was the Echo, my first Echo, Echo video sp- part yep. Yep, that we did with Thrasher. And then... Echo Unlimited, right? Ec- yes. It's crazy. It was such a hip-hop brand. It yeah. was. And then it started sponsoring skateboards and shit. Yeah. Damn. It's yeah, true. so Echo was, uh, you know, it's a big part of, like, the Puerto Rican community. Yeah. And, and then um, I remember when I started skating, I had a lot of Echo, and then... <laughs> Uh, they spo- actually sponsored this contest called Beast of the East that we used to go to. I remember that name. So I was so hyped, and I would collect <laughs> all the stickers. They would give us so many Echo stickers. So since I was already a fan of Echo, and they really weren't in skateboarding, they just sponsored skate stuff, then I was like so hyped because that was the brand I loved. So I remember at the time, this is the you know the law of attraction manifestation. You were in Echo and Wallabies, right? Yeah. But then so Echo comes in the skateboard. No, but it's even cooler. As I tell Dave, when I when they sponsor Beast of the East, I'm like, dude, how sick would it be to skate for Echo one day? I'd be so hyped. And then he told me, like, you're bugging, bro. Like, it's at the time, A, we were just kids, and B, Echo's yeah. Echo, right? And then I'm like, watch one day, Dave. I'm going to call you, and right? And then, like, I want to say, like, seven years or so go by, seven, eight. No, I want to say, no, like, ten years go by, give or take. Uh, and I'm, like, at my house. And I, you know, boom, and I just randomly called Dave. And then I was like, hey, uh, this was sadly after I was done with Famous. Okay. So I, uh, I was like in renegotiation. Yeah. And then I got a phone call from, from the people at Echo, and I was like, didn't know what to do, but it was like life-changing decision. I was already at Famous for six years. Yeah. And I was like, that, you know, we didn't know what was happening with the skate program. So I was like, oh, I got to follow the signs, right? So I get the call. It's your roots, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I called Dave, and I'm like, yeah, but I bet you won't believe the phone call I just got. And then he, like, guessed something random, and I'm like, nope. And, <laughs> his, and his second guess was like, you got a call from Echo. And I haven't talked about it since <laughs> the day we were kids. Wow, wow man. And then I was like, yep, bitch, and I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's fucking crazy, yeah. Whenever man. he, Whenever he doubted me at certain things, because we were, we were really competitive, I always was like, I always look him in his eyes and I'm prove you wrong. <laughs> and you did. That's crazy. Yeah, so, I've done so that. I've done that a, a couple of times. Like when we started filming, I'm known for like flipping into handrails. And I remember we came out with these videos called Thanks Camera. So the first Thanks Camera um, was pretty cool. It was like our f- like our first Northeast showcase video before YouTube and stuff. And then for the second one, I told Dave, I'm like, Yo, I want to have a part and I'm gonna flip into every grind on a rail or a Sick. hubba. And he was like, No, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bet. And then when the part came on, he was like, damn, you did tell me. And I was like, I told you. Don't <laughs> doubt me, bro. Do not doubt me. So is Echo still part of skateboarding now? Uh, they actually, uh, because of COVID, they had to like slow the program down. Mm. And uh, after the first year of COVID, I was still on the team. I was the only skater, though, the whole time. Wow. I was only one skater. It was just me. And um, then this year of covid they were like they were they called and they were like bro we're trying to like we're trying to s- kind of solidify why mm. we can right. keep you on uh not knowing that these the, all these contests were going to come up including the olympics they didn't know so yeah. they were like they had to make a decision and they're like we tried to figure out how we can excuse all this money and all this stuff and i'm like bro it's okay like i understand 
It's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not tripping. Like, they paid me through the first year of COVID. There was nothing happening. Yeah. Not at all. So I was super grateful for that already. I'm like, you know, I had a bunch of merch come out. I had a shirt at JCPenney. I had the number one selling shirt for Echo. I think ever at JCPenney was wow, my sh- my, dude, pr- my signature shirt. That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> so, Holy shit, that's, that's amazing. How many yeah. years are you with them? Uh, five. five or s- I want to say five or six. So sponsors come and go throughout your career. That's how it works. Yeah, sponsors come and go. Usually they're a lot shorter than that, too. Maybe mm-hmm. one, two, three years, if that. And are there so contracts attached? Yes, to? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. It's always like two. two the, the basic law of a skate contract is two years with third year renegotiation. If okay. they want. If right. they, if they want. want. Yeah, it's always as they want, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Skate Hop, that's yours. That, yeah, you that's started so, that. So me and Fico, my friend I was telling you about who makes music in Puerto Rico, um, super dope hip-hop, like super dope freestylers. It's a great name, yeah, yeah. Skate Hop. So when Ocean was born, before Ocean was born, I had gone there, and I was on the beach with him, you know, beach, beautiful, clear water, beer in hand with my friends, and then we were like, bro, we have the opportunity that's when my career was like, my pro career was like taken, taken off. Yeah. And I was like, we have the opportunity to like change stuff here and help the skate community. And he was like, I was thinking the same thing. And I was <laughs> like, so let's do something. He's like, all right. So we started bouncing back forth ideas. And then we came up with the name Skate Hop because we both skate and love hip hop. It's awesome. So Skate Hop. And it's kind of short of Skate Shop. Mm-hmm. So totally. It's funny, right? It's and perfect. And I remember I was with my son on the couch and he just sent me like an email like, hey, this is the registration. I registered it already. And then he took care of literally everything. We wouldn't have our shop if it wasn't for him. Yeah, like was I could, You could say all you want about me, but I wouldn't have what I have in on my island, which is what means to me the most, if it wasn't for him. He's a big part of my life. It's awesome. Yeah. It was distribution first, right? Then yeah, distribution. And then after three years, we opened the shop. It's and it's still there. Yeah, the shop's still there. Market. Survived COVID. We're killing it right now. We just released a line. Uh, so super high. We just and then we take money and we do small events. We fix the skate yeah. park all the time because people keep like they have these cars that drive through the park because our shop is across the street from the beach and the biggest skate park in Puerto Rico is on in front of our shop on the beach. Oh, that's so perfect. But they, so, so they have like these golf carts and these dudes that clean up the park, and they end up like running over like things and breaking them. So every time I go back, uh, we always have to fix something. <laughs> There's yeah. always something there, right? Yeah. Are you still skate with um? You, you were still with Diamond too and Grizzly and all that. Yes, I still skate right now. I actually I had a I started a board brand a while ago and I you know I I just had like a I'm at a point in my career where these next you know handful of years you know whatever I allow myself to want it to be they're like vital for me not for anyone else. So yeah, um, I stopped doing my own brand with my friend Brett. Uh, was called Fortune Skateboards. Yeah, here. Um, and I quit a majority of my sponsors that I didn't feel represented who I am right now. So I, I still skate. I still skate for Grizzly, skate for Diamond, uh, skate for this company called Nothing Special, which is uh, Diego Nahara and Sean Apgar. Uh, it's like an accessories company. It's cool. like bearings, but it's like an acce- it's like a diamond. Okay, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Nicky Diamonds yeah. too. Man. Oh yeah, for sure. And make sure you get one of his NFTs if you haven't, because I got three of them. Oh shit! Yeah, it's always been pushing yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah. Damn. It's gonna be cool because like those NFTs, the crypto dunks are dope. Cause I saw those. It's yeah. it's a key. It's not just the NFT. Like those, each individual one will give you like, um, like special invites to like events and to discounts wow. for diamond clothing. 
and like a bunch of stuff that he's gonna do on the meta in the meta world for the metaverse, like all this stuff. It's, it's not just an NFT. It's like right. it's a, it's almost like a, um you're buying golden ticket. Yeah, you're buying like a VIP card. Right. Gotcha. And this VIP card will get you into places that you would never be able to go if you didn't have it. Right. Damn. So that's why it's so important to just get one. That's and a great Just idea. hold on to You it. got three. <laughs> I got three, yeah. <laughs> or if you, you know, like what he wants, he wants people to mint them and then yeah. you make money. So yeah. like, you know, they'll go up in Ethereum and then you just, boom, you, one, mm -hmm. you buy one and then maybe so eventually they get to like 20K and you're like, shoot, I got to finish paying off my mortgage. Bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> um. So two th two things we get into this is uh, what did you first think when you heard skateboarding was going to Olympics? What was your opinion on it? At that point, I was at a very weird stage in my life and my career in skateboarding. I was kind of like, well, I've done enough, and I've traveled the world, and you know, podiumed and medals, and won contests, and filmed video parts, and did NBDs, and made all the friends I wanted, and like I was like pretty burnt. <laughs> got you i was like i've been burnt there. from from all the contests and just like not wanting to do like not doing as good as you wanted or just doing too much and uh at that point i was like considering kind of like retiring just taking a back seat i feel like mm -hmm. the word like the word retiring and skateboarding doesn't really make sense because you're still gonna skate yeah. but you're what you are is like you're you are retiring from like a contest series or yeah. uh like the spotlight you're kind of going like okay thank you for everything i just kind of want to be chill over here but i'm still gonna sh i'm still gonna rip just when i want to versus when you have to yeah no pre no pressure yeah, yeah just skate yeah so, so you reached all your goals, no regrets. You, you you covered everything you wanted to cover. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Good place. So then I was like super burnt, and I'm like, all right, like I don't know. And then they announced the Olympics, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> then it kind of was like I started to think, and I'm like, skateboarding going to the Olympics. I can represent my island on the biggest competitive stage in the whole world. I can go to the Olympics for my island. And right there, it was like someone just threw like a gallon of gas in my chest. Mm. And I just started to think, okay, I got to, all right, what do I got to do? That's when I quit everything. And I was like, okay, like this is, this, this is insane. Like this is an insane opportunity to like showcase what my people can do or where, we, how far we can go. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then I started like preparing and skating and just kind of cutting things that I need. And then COVID helped a lot during COVID. Oh, I was, yeah. it helped me a lot. Okay. Because all the, op like we did some of the events and then COVID hit. And then I was like, okay, like what's going to happen? So what I did was I just started to focus on what I wanted to do since we didn't know about the Olympics. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start like working on myself, my mind and everything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're not, the Olympics aren't, they're pushed another year. So we have like a whole nother year. So I'm like, oh, I can film. I've been skating so good. I can put this, these tricks to, to test. Yeah. And I went out and filmed a, a video part uh, in six months. Which wow. is like kind of unheard of, kind of unheard of. Okay. Uh, and also, my whole career—if you look at it, like every video part I put out, it was just good enough, but never exactly what I wanted. And that's right? how you feel about it, yeah. yeah that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. You know, as an artist, not that's fulfilled a, with it. Yeah, I mm. wasn't. I was always okay. like, just enough to keep everybody like, "Oh, that was dope," but not <laughs> yeah. for not like me going like, like, yes, that's all I that's all I wanted to do. So, what was inspiring me every morning is I was watch. I I would always go back to all these videos that i grew up watching like s manigmati flip really sorry uh uh progression seven the pj video so but i always realized like a lot of the guys that i really admired so so much were in california skating all these legendary spots so i was like 
what if I finally put out that one part that I loved, I, that I wish I could have filmed when I first came to California? Yeah. But the problem with that in skateboarding is a lot of those spots are either gone or they're knobbed or they're messed up or mm-hmm. they replaced the rail or it's not the same. Yeah. So I was like, I started making a list of all the sp- all the spots I wanted to skate, and then I started to fill in the list with tricks I know I could do at these spots that nobody's done yet. Wow. And then I would go to the spot and make sure that it was skatable. If not, I would fix it. I would cut the knob or the kink or whatever or bondo it, whatever it took. Damn. And then I made this super heavy list, and I finished it in six months. Wow. Holy shit, that's amazing, <laughs> yeah. dude. So I was able to like make a concept. A lot of my parts are concepts. So I was able to make the concept part of my dreams, which is the spots that I grew up idolizing with tricks that haven't been done. So it would be yeah. my skating at those at those spots. Yeah. Where like Costin and Paul and Appleyard and all these people have skated that I've watched over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. You know, like Hollywood, Silmar, Bundy Hubba, uh, Hollywood tri- Double Set, uh, Clipper, like all these spots. Yeah. And, you know, only only like three or four clips got away that I wanted to film. Out of all of them, yeah. Out of all of them, which is like pretty. Yeah, so you're just going hard doing that. For six months straight. Fuck. Like going out and getting like three, four clips a week. Mm-hmm. Well, and so and so, what's the time frame between here and the skateboarding is going to Olympics and then the Olympics actually happening? It's a long so time, then, right? Yeah, so I knew that I had till December to film because then I knew that from January, they're going to start the, con- the, fi- the second season of qualifications, right? Because I'm, I'm the male representative for the street side for the Olympic committee. So I knew all the insight of when they were going to start, which I had to relate to the skaters, which I was doing, but I had a, I was like, okay, we, we start in February. So I have until December. So then I can prepare in January for the events because the Olympics are in July. So I get, I put that on myself to finish that part in six months. I didn't have to do that, Damn. but it, it, but it, it it motivated me. It excited me. It was like, (laughs) like when Dave told me I couldn't do it. Like the challenge, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because the yourself. first handful of times, I would tell like Spanish or whoever, like, "Yo, I want to go to this spot and do this trick," and they were like, oh, "Okay." Because usually a lot of skaters, we we say we want to do <laughs> stuff, but then we get the day comes and you're like, oh, "I don't really feel like it," because you're not hyped, you're not skating in the moment. Yeah. But I would tell him, and then after like the third or fourth clip, he finally was Spanish was on board. He realized what I was trying to do. Yeah. And if I told him this spot nine o'clock, this trick, without a doubt, we were leaving with that clip. So Damn. I did that. I manifested the whole part. Yeah, that's some real PMA shit right there, though. Yeah, your yeah. mind cha- can't conceive. I channeled. Yeah, a that's a fucking. That's crazy. Did all in six months. And what year was that? That was this last year. Holy shit! So that was from July of 2020, uh, to give or take January. But I had to take a month of that. I was in Puerto Rico, so that doesn't really count. And then mm-hmm. we had a street league and an event at my house, which took another month away. So if you really break it down, it's less than six months. But if you want to look at it on the the spectrum of a calendar, it's like six months, give or take. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like tryouts. Then yeah, it's like a tryouts for Olympics. That's what it is. That's what break you're talking. Break it down for us. Like yeah. So they, they had two seasons. So they had the first season was four con. I think Wasn't it was one in the rain? I saw. Yeah. Do, do I watched tour. that. Do tour. And I heard it was like not much time to rehearse for it. It was like yeah. all of a sudden it was raining. Like yeah, that's the one where I like. Uh, uh, I had like an amazing contest yeah the semis w- it was like one of my best runs i ever put together but I also watched it yeah also it was like one of the best runs like uh one of the best runs like you could say arguably that it's ever been done in a contest 
Wow, man. Yeah. And there's that at 36. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Talk to me nice. <laughs> and that was in the rain, too. Uh, that was right after it cleared up. That shit was crazy, We got to bro. the course, and then it started monsooning, literally. We're like, oh, watch uh, this shit. We left in trash bags, got to the, to, the, to the convention center. They were like, all right, contest is done. <laughs> so everybody left to go eat. I went and stopped raining a little bit. I went back to the hotel. And then um, I remember I was going into the... I was going up into the hotel and one of the kids was coming down. They're like, oh, we're going to get food. I'm like, well, you better turn around because the contest just started. So, like, you have to get to the course. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I go upstairs and I change to go get food. And as I'm coming down, those same two kids are coming back. And they're like, they were like, yo, the contest is on. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're messing with me. And they're like, no, for real. Like, go upstairs and get changed. So I had to go upstairs and get changed. And we got to the course. <laughs> Holy That's shit. And they dried up. it. Yeah, and they dried it and lit it up. And then we did, the, we did our contest. And I was the... I think I think I was this. I want to say I was the second skater in, and there was like three, four heats, and usually the first heat gets judged so bad because you, s they use you to set the scale of how everyone else is gonna do, which is sadly like bullshit. But yeah, yeah. that's how, how it's that's how it always is. They somehow they always say, "Well, no, it's okay," and then it always is. They always yeah. underscore you because then you have three other heats of crazy ass skaters. Okay. So I did my first run, and they were like, "Wow, there's no way like." That was insane. And then I did a super, like, my next one, I did both perfect, but my second one was even crazier. And they were like, I remember I finished my run and I come up to the deck and everyone's like screaming and yelling. And then I was like, you know, I was like, all right, guys, like, good luck because I'm going to leave and get food. And then someone was like, I was like, I hope you got, like, kill it. But, like, <laughs> you know, right. and they were like, bro, no one's going to top that. Like, you're bugging. Wow, man. Yeah. And then in hindsight, when I look back and I realize the tricks that I did and within 45 seconds, it's, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty, uh, so so, that, so you, did you know you had it at that point? I was. Ho this is my thing, <laughs> I, and especially I've learned this in skateboarding is like you can't, you can't. Uh, you don't know until the last skater drops in, mm. right? But I knew I was like, okay, I I knew for sure I was gonna make finals. Okay, right. But I didn't know how, how severe the moment was. Yeah, like what I did in that moment. Yeah. And that that solidified to me like okay I still got what it takes, that that helped me yeah that helped my confidence, and then I remember I was eating dinner and watching like everybody in, live in the they had it on the TV and I yeah. was like and I was just watching everyone just do their best run and not even close do their best run, it was so the it was so far that like I scored like a eighty eight point something and the next highest score was a eighty one. So wow. that's like me scoring like a 95 and someone scoring an 86. Gotcha. Like right. give or take. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. how far the margin was. So Damn. I was just like, wow. So I everything I do believe and I do tell myself I am that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that, man. <laughs> so, then you, so then you get it. So how long did they tell you after that did, did you get to be in Olympics? So then they, do, they did two qualifying years and then they took your top two scores from the first season. And then your top, I believe it was your top two or three scores overall out of like the contest. And then they add those points and there's a ranking. Fine. So for every oh stop, God. say like if you get sixth place, you get like 12,000 points. So then they only take your top two overall scores. Okay. So 12 plus they say 20, now you got 32,000. But everybody has points. So you see it like what you need and what, where you need to be. Mm. So yeah, like over, I think overall I was 13th and they took the top 20. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. So so <laughs> you have so much pressure on yourself once oh, you know 400%. you're in there, like, yeah, no, no. Nah. I mean, once you know you're in, no, because you're like, fuck, I'm going to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my, uh, the pressure is the couple events before it. Do you call your mom though when you know you get in there? 
Yeah, for okay, sure. Yeah. From the fucking Olympics, bro. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. shit yeah. I did as yeah. a kid that saved my life in Lowell, Mass. Yeah. And now I'm in the fucking Olympics. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Representing bro. my people. Right. Yeah, dude. That's the that's the narrative that I, I admire the most is for me to be able to do that. It's mm-hmm. not even so much that I made it to the Olympics, it's like making it to the Olympics representing my flag mm-hmm. and my culture. Is what yeah. I'm proud of. Like in the Should first be. in the first ever appearance skateboarding in the Olympics, there was a Puerto Rican flag. Damn, you bro. Know? Yeah. Like that was Fuck. lit. Did you come out to Puerto Rico? Oh, <laughs> Puerto Rico. That was a <laughs> shit in New York. Yeah. They don't know um, up there. Zan, that's so okay. So when you find out you're in the Olympics, how long is you wait to actually in the Olympics from once you know you're in there? How long is that? Uh, to train. Uh, the, the um, they gave us like a month, give or take. A month to train yeah. the Olympics from when you know, holy fuck! Yeah. That was like yeah. six months or something. Yeah, you would shit. think, but now nah, the because the thing <laughs> is the program was rushed. Everything was rushed because oh. of the lock pandemic. Yeah, right. the pandemic, and also like it was the first time like they never had a qualification. So now that they know all the information moving forward, be different. Be different. Like this year, yeah. I think the qualifications for Paris start next year. So you had four weeks to get ready for the Olympics. Yeah. Holy. And fuck. I was ready. It was just yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just got mm-hmm. there and it was I don't know. I was just Does your mindset stay the same as it always had yeah. in, in contests or any yeah. different because it's Olympics? Yeah, yeah. I you, did, you see I, it as a contest. Yeah. I just got to be more... Um, my thing is I'm like, I'm too... Which is not a bad thing, but I'm like too happy and too like... I want everyone else to be like in a good mood. And I'm, I start giving people my light and my energy. And then when not I... Not preserving have, it for yourself. Yeah. And it's mm. hard for me because I want people to be happy. Mm. I love so that, So there's man. like a double-edged sword in that, but I'm trying to slowly understand how i can maneuver this because i still don't want to not do that i don't want to be like i'm going to show up and just put my headphones in a corner like some of the guys do i see that yeah it's interesting i do see that like because i'm like yo if you're having a bad like for for instance um my friend kelvin who was representing brazil was skating and he took his first run in the middle of his run he pointed at the camera because they they had a zipline camera and it, it was coming down really low and it was getting in his peripheral Right, so he blew his first his first run, which is super rare because he's he does really well in the runs. Wow! So I'm like, so he you know he's done with his run, and then I you know and anyone else or everyone else kind of just kept to themselves. And I was like, I got his attention. I'm like, I ran over to him, and I'm like, Kelvin, fu- like you know, fuck the camera, don't stare at the camera, focus on what you need to do. You got this. Like, even if you see it, just pretend it's not there because this is what this is where you excel. Wow! This man. is my competitor. Yeah, yeah, you give him tips. Yeah, but this yeah. is my friend. I know. First. I love so that. So I didn't want him to have a bad showing. I didn't want him. You know, there's yeah. yeah. But there's. I just got to figure out a way to maneuver myself on the course. Yeah. Because I also excel when I'm happy. So it's like a, you know, I got to learn how to have a, a beautiful killer instinct. I guess. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> that that's like us. Like, I, I open up for Sepultura, right? I go backstage at a show. How's the show? The show is great, Doug, but. There's one part of the stage that has a fucking nail sticking out mm. and it's really slippery because kids are throwing water on stage. I give you the heads up. Right. She don't walk on stage and bust your ass. Yeah, no, of course. Same shit, right? <laughs> like, of course. 100%. Right. Damn. And so you're looking out for your friends and like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe for you, it's like, I'm going to do the best run I can, exert all my energy, focus all my energy on this run. After that, then I'm, then I'm going to use the rest of my energy to give people yeah. tips but and there, there, I'm sure there are people, though, other teams are just like, you know, mad eyeballing or just like, yeah. you know, uh, getting into the zone. Like, yeah. I got the eye of the tiger. Like, back yeah. up. Yeah, back there's, up. Cer- there's certain, there's certain <laughs> skaters that, sure. that take it to that level. Like, but oh the, boy. the beauty of skateboarding that is that is not that. Yeah. So, 
it's almost like that's good. It's almost like when you do do that, all you're doing is losing respect from your peers. Right. And at the right. end of the day, you can win all you want, but you if you're if you're gonna be alone, and that'll hurt you more than if you lose. Facts. You know what I'm that saying? Yeah. 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 You like, seem like you're not over comp over competitive. I'm competitive. Like you like yeah with myself. I'm not competitive with what they with them. Love that you push yourself. Yeah, because yeah. I know what I need to do, mm -hmm. and then it's not their fault that I don't do what I need to do. That's yeah. my fault. Yeah. So that's why it's e it's easy for me to not make it that competitive. It's competitive in the moment when you're doing your tricks, of course. But it's not competitive where I have to bring you down or play this like sight game or like yeah. push myself into a corner and be like quiet <laughs> you know i'm serious yeah like i have my moments where i'm on the course and i'm like super focused like push, like you know are you listening vision. to music because yeah, yeah i listen to music when i skate so what are you yeah. listening to uh great question it yeah. depends right now um like on your run in the olympics, olympics. What, yeah, yeah what are you listening what, what to listening? i can't remember because it always changed oh no i was i was listening to um um, I'm sure you had to make like no, no, this no. Is my Olympic playlist. Yeah, no, this no, no. Cool. I was listening to uh, there's this old song Bad Bunny has on on um, on SoundCloud. Uh, it's called Como Yo No Hay Dos. Like, Damn. Like me, there isn't two. Yeah. Um, and it's like a like the trap version, rap, like the hip hop trap version of Bad Bunny before he started doing more reggaeton type music. Okay. Um, and it's lit. Okay. So, th but the message in that song is like. I'm like, there's only one of me, Sick. so that shit gets me hyped. That's amazing, um, man. But I listen Sick. to even just like he, his music is amazing. So I listen to Bad Bunny. I listen to my friend Nako, Medicine for the People. It's like, uh, very spiritual, medicinal, uh, music. Like, yeah, it'll help guide you through life, type music, mm -hmm. and very like, very like happy, mm -hmm. but also very like traumatic. Like he talks about trauma. Yeah, yeah. And like uh trauma and how to navigate you know frequencies and kind of like you know shit yeah. real life shit yeah i love that which is dope so are, are you just happy to be in olympics regardless of how it ended or how you placed yeah. or all that yeah yeah i'm proud i'm proud you that should, i yeah. went i'm not proud of my showcase um at all and by any means because during practice i was like you know you can hear the whispers and you can hear the comments during practice i was like people were like fuck like they were like you know like shit he's on right. like I win every I win every practice, Fuck. so when you don't do that in the contest you uh, beat yourself up right and no one can ever tell me nothing like you like you can say whatever you want like point zero 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 seven of the world goes to the Olympics like you're very special cool I get that, <laughs> but right. I skated like ass and that's what I don't like so but you need to be hard on yourself so that's because. In those moments of of failure is where you find growth. Yeah. So I know that I need to do how much more I need to work on myself and my skill. Yeah. So it's okay. It's not like I'm mad or hate myself. Mm -hmm. It's and I'm proud of myself. But it's yeah. for my art form, I am not content. Okay. So, but that's why we have Paris, and we're gonna. Be oh, you're gonna go back. You can do that. I want to skate all the way up to L.A. Wow, man. I want to. So that makes so you're allowed to try out again and do all that and keep going. Yes. As long uh, as there's no age, there's none of that shit. No, no. Someone's like a 52 and got a gold medal. So Damn. Like try, try, what? Triathlon or oh, tricycle okay. right. lady. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tricycle. It's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tricycle. Oh, like speed race, bike, whatever. The cyclist. <laughs> Sorry, cyclist. So did you beat? Did you were you beating yourself down after that? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I I didn't. So this thing, this Olympic uh, depression thing is a real uh, thing. Okay. Post-Olympic depression. Post, uh, 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 most of us got it. Wow, man. Yeah, a lot of us got it. Uh, I got it. I came home. And In the fog? No, I came home and was straight to the training. Damn. And then we had a uh, street league had an uh, open qualifier for the new skaters to get into street league at Pulse Park. And then they had a best trick in the ass. I said, oh, if you want to skate, you can skate and make some money. And I was like, oh, lit. Oh, yeah, let's skate for 30 minutes and get possibly podium. Okay, yeah, without a doubt. So I get there and then do my thing. Uh, I think I got like third or second or something. But I was rifling shit. Like that, all that pent-up energy. that yeah. energy. But then the next day I was I woke up and I was like, I don't want to skate today. Mind you, I have a skate by my backyard. I don't want to <laughs> skate today. Damn. Then the next day, I don't really want to skate today. And then the next day, mm, I don't really want to skate. But what else? All I do is skate. I mean, I do more shit, but all I really do is skate. Yeah. And then I started asking myself, like, why don't you want to skate? <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, and then, I f- then things just don't feel right. Like, I feel empty. And things feel bland. Like, li- like there's no, there's no, sp- there's no uh, sparkle in my eye. I'm like, yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? And my girl just had ACL surgery, so she has been recovering through PT. So she... She tore ACL last December and then got surgery in May. So from May all the way up until September, she's been working or uh, mid-August, she's been like straight just PT, PT, PT. So she's getting like super fed up with and and numb. Yeah. So I was like, we have like a little transit van that we built out. So I was like, I told her like, let's just leave tomorrow. Let's just go on the road. Damn. And then we had an SLS event in Salt Lake City. So I was like, let's just take this month and slowly drive to S- to Salt Lake City. So we just got in the van and left. Wow. And throughout that journey, it helped both of us. Sure. You know? We were just like out in nature, mm-hmm. middle nowhere, naked in spring. So <laughs> Sick. I, you know, <laughs> Reno, <laughs> Tahoe, <laughs> Reno. You know what I'm saying? It's living, bro. Yeah. You're living. Yeah. Away from skiing. All yeah. that. So yeah. And then we went to the contest. And I, I, I still didn't skate so good. I was still, once again, killed in practice. Then I still didn't skate so good. And I'm like, then I beat mo- beating on myself again. And I'm like, okay, so now I have to drive to Oregon to see my son, uh, to see Ocean. And then uh, I watched my, Nako had a private show at his house. He lives in like the forest of Oregon. And uh, he had like a private show, invite only, like, because he couldn't do shows because of COVID. Mm-hmm. He had like a private one for people, but it, it was on my birthday. So it was super lit. So we got to experience that and then got Same. to hang out with Ocean and then came back. But although the trip was amazing for my mind, it wasn't amazing for my skill because the parks aren't the same. They're trash. Like people like Yeah. The, the parks are outdated. Like they're built wrong. And so when I got back, I was like started to just rebuilding again. Like my like beating on my skill over and over and over and over and over Damn. and over. Same trick over and over and over. Next day over and over. So it's just like a never-ending cycle, but I, you know, I'm, str- I'm trying to learn and navigate how to do that, um, and not let it destroy me. Yeah. Because I still want to skate, you know, 2028 Olympics. I do, and I know I can. Yeah. But it's like, when is enough, right? Mm-hmm. So then I have those talks in my head, like, when is enough? When is it enough? And it's like, am I doing it for me or am I doing it for other people? So it's like just get like navigating this tunnel Mm -hmm. but understanding that as long as the bridges in the tunnel are built one at a time yeah and as good as you can build them the tunnel won't crumble it's true like that so i'm trying to like i'm saying it because i want to see it 
but I have to make sure that in today, the structure is built right. Yeah. Yeah, because before the Olympics, you were saying you were done. You were content. You did everything yeah. you had to do. You're like, I'm chilling. I might retire. But then you go do that, and now you want to do more. Now you want to push. Uh, it's like you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. All, I, you know what it is, too, for me? is like, think about like, and I, I thought about this a little while ago. Uh, I did a, a, a podcast for the Nine Club, and I was, you know, I, I keep hearing myself always say this. It's like, I want to represent the idea, right? Yeah. That I, you can do what you want for as long as you can. Yep. As long as you take care of yourself. That's all that's always been what I say a lot. Yeah. Right? So if I so it's almost like all the stuff I'm doing is to show that. Yeah. You know, to to like if I'm saying oh twenty twenty eight or pushing myself through these moments, it's cause at the end of the day I want to show that, but I gotta show that in a healthy way. That's my thing right yeah. now. Where I'm battling like, is it healthy for me? Am I happy? Because that's more important than me proving a point. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, your own happiness, health, yeah. everything, man. And it's how you got to be really honest with yourself. Dude. Yeah, that and that's probably hard, difficult. too. Uh, yeah, the thing this is, is what you know. Yeah, and the thing is, like, being honest with me is easy because I've, I've already said, too, like, if I get to a point in my career where, like, I'm just dragging my feet and just collecting a check, but, like, my skill isn't up to par with the rest, and I wasn't trying to rhyme, but it did. Pretty sick. Um, <laughs> you got bars, I, bro. I was watching Naruto and Killer B rhymes everything. He, he <laughs> I was like r- rubbing off. Um, and so, but if my skill doesn't keep up with the rest and I don't think I can honestly win, I promise myself that I'm going to, then that's when I'm going to back down. But till now, I can win every contest I step into. So. That's fucking awesome. That's what solidifies my continuance. Mm. Yeah. Because so, just like in the Will Smith thing, he gets to a point where he's like, he's had enough. He's fed up. Like, he's done so much. He just wants to relax. Yeah. But then also in that relax, there's like a be- like a beauty and pain. So it's a way to, you have to like try to figure out how to slowly smooth that pavement. Yeah. And not try to smooth it out right away. You just got to yeah. let you learn from all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to do this because other people want me to do it. Right. I want to wake up in very hill feeble because I want to wake up in very hill feeble. Not because I need to. Yeah, because you want you want to still love it too. Yeah, and you want to walk away from it when you still love it too, and not yeah. it's like a like yeah. fuck that or anything. Yeah, like Andre Ward. I don't know if you know who Andre Ward is. He's a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he retired. I think it was like thirty three and zero, uh, undefeated, and he retired at the peak of his career. Right. Wow, retired at the peak of his career, because he was That's like amazing. okay, yeah, because he was like okay, I don't want, I want to do the sport. I don't want the sport to do me. Right. You know, it's a great way to look at it too. So that's something where I'm at too. I I haven't peaked, so I'm like okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't want to like hold on to the idea if I can't do it. Yeah. Because I'm taking a spot for somebody else to live their dream, and I, I don't, don't want to be a dream stealer, yeah. or like a, I don't want to be a gatekeeper either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have no regrets, pretty much. No. I love that, man. <laughs> I love that. I do. I love that. Like everything you want to set out to do, you've done it. Like, and that's what we always talk about: PMA, with the mind can't conceive and believe, and believe it can't achieve. Facts. And that's how you live your life. It's fucking awesome, man. To where you're at now, thirty six. Thirty six. And and, <laughs> and also, we talked earlier before the pod. I knew you were vegetarian for a long time, but now you're vegan. You think that lifestyle yes. has helped you 100%. with injuries, with 100%. energy, all that for sure, 100%. right? Percent. If I if I wasn't vegan, if I didn't uh, if I didn't attain the vegan lifestyle, not diet. I would be in a very, a it's very different. It's interesting that you w- say lifestyle. You yeah, know, it's yeah, really a very situ- different situation. Yeah, I would honestly probably been done. Wow. I wow. think that, uh, 
adapting and becoming vegan for my sanity as a human being on this planet and a mammal next to other animals i think that that's helped me a lot because awesome. i'm not cause i don't i don't need to have anything be caused to you to consume i'm not a danger to you and that's another thing we carry it like this silent weight that we don't ever talk about or show but a lot of these animals that are beautiful are gone because of our own greed and that's kind of messed up right 100 percent, and no doubt i love that I, I think one of your quotes was like you have no you have no muscle tissue in your stomach no yeah I, lo- I love that man i love that yeah. are there other vegan skaters there's other vegan skaters yeah yeah, yeah. There's, a there's, bunch. there's a bunch now for sure yeah, even like uh, athletes there's so many like UFC football that are vegan. It's have good for the no, joints. Definitely. Everything. Have I you mean, guys seen? Have you seen Game, game Changers? Oh yeah, yeah, bro. That's, I saw. People just need to watch that. Hundred percent, man. It's incredible, great. man. Well, I think it's. Uh, you know, there's so much coming out, and people are starting to really realize, you know, how much of an impact it can have. Not only physically, but mentally. Mentally, yes. you know, that's when you said it's. It's more of a, a lifestyle than a diet you know it's like your, your perception of how you're looking at life and respecting other life yes besides you know h- human life yeah. you know there's so many different living species out there that yeah you know you start to pay attention to you yeah. know it's almost like awakening like wow the, be- you the know, beauty that, of life it's, and it's really a beautiful thing having all these you know different animals and different species around you and 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 you know they have a right to live as well as yeah. you and especially if you don't need to take that life bro, especially when now. it's not necessary yeah. we you know? ain't bro we ain't shit <laughs> right <laughs> we think we're shit we ain't yeah. shit yeah 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 like let's be real if you put all these animals on an island like Fortnite, let's say okay. right i'm gonna right. use Fortnite, right <laughs> and there is no weapons just nature we will die yeah 100 percent. i mean I felt that way. I don't know if you've ever been to a safari, <laughs> but it was just like yeah. if I was put outside this van for like more than six minutes, ten minutes, be a raptor. Yeah. Game over. That's game over. Saying. Either like, a hippopotamus would come and kill me. Not many people t- will survive. No, no, man. No, not at all. And there's something about not putting something dead in your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's good for your mind and body and soul. Yeah, you know there's I mean? a spiritual like, aspect to it. That's, spiritual it's aspect. So powerful, you know. And like yes. I said, the respect is something that's. You know, lacking so much in society itself, but it's such an example when you live that lifestyle. Yeah, that rubs off on other people. Yes. you know, it, even though they may not know that. I mean, I don't have to go out and preach. You know, like I'm plant based and this, but they can feel that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. I think it's it's very powerful. You know, yeah. it's funny because people, you know, we're pushing. Uh, there's a handful of us that are pushing the limit in skateboarding to how old you can be and and do what you do. And I feel, and you know, at least for me, when people ask me like, oh, why, like, how are you able to do this? And like, besides my ambition and will to do it is my body and mind. But how do I get my body and mind to be that? And it is what I intake in my body. Like my, you know, like you don't buy Facts. a Ferrari and then take it to Jiffy Lube. Right. Facts. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? I love like, that, man. You don't have you don't rebuild an old school car and just put like any oil in it. You, it has to be mm-hmm. specified to what that car needs. So we have to specify to what our body needs, but within what we put in our body carries an ounce of energy. So what are you putting in your body? Mm-hmm. S- you know, something that gets killed, scared, and also that your body really can't break down, but it gets used to breaking down because your body adapts. Right. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. And when you look at Jiffy Lube, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's the best. You know? 
That's great. Facts. <laughs> you know, no, it's facts. It's facts. Yeah. No, it's so true. So, it, so many things better than Jiffy Lube out there now. You know. <laughs> I love. I love when people say like, "What about protein?" I'm like, "Ever seen a gorilla before? You know what yeah. gorillas eat? You know that cows only eat grass and fucking all kinds of." No, fat. It's, it's funny to me. Like, yeah. so I, it always happens. Like, oh, I had someone tell me at Tampa Am, I got a so I got a thing of beans because also I try not to eat rice. I try not to eat. I eat it, but I try not to eat it if I can because I feel like it's not going to help my motor. Okay. Like, I'm trying to only put stuff in my body that ha- contains substance. Love that, too. Where, man. like, bra- bread doesn't contain substance. Rice doesn't contain <laughs> uh, too much substance. But the guy went and told me, which I, I think I should research this. He says, there's something in rice that when you eat it with beans, it um, activates. It's a complex protein. Yeah, yeah. like, it... it Pure uh, protein. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was to do with it... Um, What's the word? I know what you're talking about, though. It activates. The rice activates yes. something in the beans. Yeah. So he told me that, and I was like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, it becomes a complex protein. It's like a, you know, putting things together as far as like chemicals together. You know, uh, if you look at it in that way, yeah. when they're together, it creates something okay. else. So uh, rice and beans together. Is yeah, I never eat always rice by been, itself. I try not to eat beans yeah. and rice because it's great, especially in Latino countries because yeah. it's cheap. Yes. And so if you don't yes. have meat. You know, a lot of the times that they were thinking back, you know, like, oh, that's the only source of protein. It was a cheap form of protein, yeah. but it works. Yeah. You know? But even in, so even in that him telling me that someone else, oh, what are you for protein? I'm, in my head, I'm like, didn't he just tell you? <laughs> 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 well, like your, your friend who's right. next to you just told me yeah. something and you're not listening. Right. Because so a lot true, of people dude. are so ignorant to the idea, you know, and true. it's like it's like, uh, oh, well, I get my protein from a cow. And then it's like, all right, cool, but doesn't the cow <laughs> eat the grass, which gives it life? And then you, so you're eating the middleman? Is that what you're eating? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> so right. true, man. It's like, go to the source. Yeah, you know? go straight to the source. Imagine if we fed cows human breast milk. It's just so wild just thinking about that, too. But our whole life, like, milk does the body good. You have to get calcium for your bones. Here's the four food groups. Yeah. All these commercials growing up, that's what yeah. we've been, like, our whole life. We've been propaganda, told we had to have that. You know? We all, just had to have po- that. It's powerful propaganda. You know? It's, uh, Dude, it's nuts. It's crazy once you, like, become become a vegan and start trying different kinds of foods and realizing about all this amazing food out there that's not murdered it's just a it's a it's a, such a uh guilt-free yeah cruelty-free way to live it's incredible yeah. man. we go uh, even though i live in the valley and it's like 110 degrees uh it's we mad hot <laughs> out there we uh we grow food in the house like uh, oh, we wow. have like a little our front of the house i we turn it into a garden and we grow our own tomatoes uh green onions kale uh cabbage uh bok choy lima beans like we have a Dude, and it's so amazing, from time man. to time when it when it harvests right it's not obviously not 24 percent, but when it does we go out there and pick it and there's a beauty in that because we nurture the plants we water them we talk to them we trim them we and into that the energy that you get from nurturing something yeah it's so cool so it's like for the same reason like you get you feel love from your mom because she nurtures you so you got to also find that within your friends if your friends aren't nurturing you and you don't nurture them then they're not your friends 100 percent, right. man right. Hundred percent. So we also gotta watch. Yeah. We gotta watch the company we keep. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So I wish it was a term. Uh, I'm vegan, and I'm also he- another term that's like I'm <laughs> keep. I only I only keep my friends around me are nurturing. I don't. Uh, something with that, but yeah, it's it's quality. <laughs> it's quality over quantity, but for, sh- for yeah. sure with friends yeah. and people that lift you up and inspire you and people that you know. 
Yes. Honest with you, friends with you. and Now that energy is real. Keep you know? it real with you yeah. and tell you the truth and not fucking stroke the ego or fucking no, lie to you. or I'm You don't need that. a lot. Yeah. Especially when you get older, you realize that too. Like you don't yeah. really need a lot. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> One of my questions, you're optimist or pessimist. I already know you're fucking super PMA. You've always been, man. You're yeah. always smiling. Yeah, yeah. Always making moves. Yeah. Always living your life to the fullest. Yeah. My Yeah. My thing is just like, I walk into a room. And I want everyone to have a good time. Yeah. I want someone to tell me to d- a dream, and I tell them they can do it. I have a friend of mine, uh, which is, this is a perfect example of a story. So a long time ago, when I when I first moved to the Valley, like, s- I want to say seven years ago, um, I, was, I got super big into boxing. So I was like, okay, let me look into, like, a couple brands. So I found um, Cleto Reyes, which is a Mexican brand, the Reyes Gloves. So I called, like, the local distributor, and I was like, hey, like, my name is Manny Santiago. Like, I'm looking to buy some gloves, like a heavy bag, a speed bag. Like, um, is this something you can, you know, fulfill? And he's like, he's like, yeah, of course. What do you want? What colorways? Blah, blah. So we're just talking. And then he's like, he hit me with the, hey, so I was like thinking, like, I kind of want to start my own brand, like boxing brand. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'm like, just cancel my order and I'll just order whatever you make. Not knowing, like, the quality of his product. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, like, so hyped. Wow. In his, the way he was speaking about it, I'm like, bro, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, you know, fe- I'm branded from the house of Felix. So I started thinking yeah. of marketing names, logos, in one phone call. Damn. I right? I'm, like, talking shit. with him, blah, blah. And then he's like, You want everybody to win. Yeah. So I was like, and he was like, all right, cool. I'll think about it. I'm like, he's like, I'm not going to do it for a while. So let's just put this order in. And I was like, all right, cool. So I get the order. But then we stayed in contact. Okay. And then... We became close friends, and then when he came to LA to deliver to people, he would come to my house. He would stay over, wow. and then we'd come up with ideas. And then uh, now, this you know, you speed up what seven years, and now I'm like, if you you know, if there's ten fights on TV, at least four of the fighters, at least four, are wearing his shoes. Wow, wow man, it's fucking amazing. Dope. And we're talking like Gabriel Rosado. We're talking like. A list box. We're talking about like people who box, like yeah. are, are dudes. That's amazing, man. And like he sells product around the whole world of his boxing shoes, his gloves, his wow. And it's just like that's incredible. That's fucking know, you, awesome. You you nurture people, and obviously you don't want someone to be. There's a difference between uh, a dreamer and someone that's delusional. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And even in the, in the people that are a little delusional, there is a there is a chance that maybe they're just thinking so so big that you're not understanding. So maybe they're maybe. not delusional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But so you hear people out, and if you know they have the work ethic or they have the passion, you just water their plant. Yeah. I love that man. Work ethic and passion. Just water yeah. their plant. Right. I'm. Mm-hmm. But that's one of my things. Like water your plant. Mm. Make sure Which you, you want. Yeah, you literally do that too every day. Yeah, <laughs> and I have it on my backyard. That's like one of my things. It's like painted really big in the skate park. Is water your plant, because if you water other people's plants and you never water yours, mm-hmm. you'll die, and then you won't be able to water. I fucking love that too, man. Yeah. So you it's gotta unreal. make sure, yeah, water your plant. So I'm gonna come skate your park, man. Whenever you want. Is it just street? It's yeah. Well, I have a quarter pipe. Oh, sick. Okay, I have okay. a couple. I have a couple obstacles. Like you can make your rounds. Yeah. So whenever you want, bring your yeah. kids, bring the family, bring barbecue. <laughs> yeah, hide I'm your kids, hide your wallet. Hide your <laughs> 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 I'm not a st- more street skater, but yeah, we've been. I've been. I skate mini ramps mostly in ramps, but yeah, we have a. Th- I have a three hip quarter pipe. Oh shit! So that sick. you can like drop it on the bank and you can hit the quarter pipe and then go up the little A frame, turn around okay. and hit the quarter pipe. So you can like slash grind at five out if you want. That's but it's fun. It's okay. more about just like. Getting out there, and then we get a little barbecue in the front. We'll but get some Beyond I Burgers. Like what you said, Beyond, get some like Beyond it, Burgers. It brought, it brought me back to like first 
getting into skating. Like I really love that feeling of just having fun. And totally. I, I love hearing that story about Little Wayne because I was always like, I know, Little Wayne. Man. I was like, really? He's really into it. But just he is. remembering that passion of trying a trick, trying a trick, trying, trying all day, all day, all the time. And then when you do it, you know, that feeling yeah. of accomplishment just is something it. that's, yeah. you know, you never forget. You know, no. it's something that's so joyous yeah. you know and especially as a kid or just in general like in life you know yeah. it stays with you like you work at something you work at it you work at it and then when you finally accomplish it it's something yeah. that's Escape. such a beautiful feeling such a yeah. especially yeah. when you have friends around you and i love how other skaters encourage other skaters when they do, they cheer, i miss that yeah and when i moved out here to la and i started hanging out with toby and i mean we had always like old friends and stuff but being around the the whole skate scene again yeah, i forgot about that like yeah. that it's camaraderie it's know, so man. beautiful it's beautiful yeah. that some people give that up you know it's yeah. scary when people give it up i have friends of mine who at one point could have been top am skater been a pro wow. now right and who just love skateboarding and we've skated every single day and all this stuff and then they just they they grow right quote unquote grow up <laughs> right. right and then they just don't skate no more then they gain like 30 then they have kids. Then they're like suicidal yeah. because they uh, have no life. And then you're like, bro, just pick up your board and go to the park twice a week. Yeah. Liberate yourself. Like if you're if you're someone who skates and you stop skating and you really enjoyed it and you stop skating just for no reason, mm. yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice. I agree, man. Yeah. In this in this time that we have on this planet because it is therapy. It, I, uh, absolutely. man. The reason why people get in trouble is because they find stuff to do, so they find trouble. Like... Find something that you're like a hobby. Stick to your hobby. Make time for your hobby. If you make right. time for your hobby, t- if you're a full time parent and work, and I know it's insane, you have three kids and whatever, and you work 40 hours, bro, just two times a week, make an hour for something that you love, and your life will be 10 times better. Facts. I love that, man. I agree with that. That's a, yeah, like it's so true. Instead man. of waking up at, you know, on a Saturday, instead of waking up at 10 or 9 or 8 because you've worked all week, just you know force yourself to get up at 5 five thirty, take a cold shower and then just go and do whatever i take a cold shower every single morning wow i heard that's I, really good for you actually i have a i built an outdoor shower at my house oh nice wow and i literally wake up you know five four four thirty whatever time i have to wake up every morning. i wake up at like six thirty. i literally get up put the coffee like, story doesn't change make coffee <laughs> from when i was a kid <laughs> put the coffee maker on i literally Stop. walk outside in my boxers wow and, and right now it's cold yeah, yeah it's fucking cold it's so and the water it's only cold water there's no hot i didn't connect the hot water to only cold Damn. to force myself mm-hmm. every single morning get out there get naked <laughs> then i'm like start breathing okay this is gonna be insanely cold and i'm like my body's hot because i'm sleeping so and it's cold out and like, all right here we go turn it on and just Get under and just <laughs> for like for like 10, no. 10, 15, 10, 10, 15 seconds only. Okay. That's it. Only do it in like sauna. Like right? if I'm in the hot sauna, no. and then you pour the super cold water yeah. on. It's like I'm gonna ah. watch. I'm gonna give you a bit of advice, and then you, I walk out. I make my coffee, and then I go on with my morning. I don't check my phone until like an hour and a half after I wake up. Sick. Okay. Yeah, I don't want that in my brain. Right. I love that. I'm good. I love that. If you take a cold, like force I'm yourself. For the next look, for the next two weeks, just the next two weeks. I know it's fourteen days a lot or something you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. If you do that for next two weeks, I guarantee you that in those two weeks, not only you're gonna feel better every day about yourself and things you have to do. When things come about in your day that that 
you're like, I don't want to do this. You're not going to think as, as much as that you're not, you're not going to do this. Because if you wake up every day and you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and you win that every single morning when things come into your life, it's an easy decision to, to go over that mountain. Because you've, wow. already, you've already accomplished something that morning. Something you did not want to do. Right. Right. No. Nobody wants to wake up cozy in a blanket and go from 95 degrees to like, like whatever, 50 degrees right. in within the minute you wake up. But right. if you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, when uncomfortable situations happen, you know how to react. Uh, I'm going to put it to the test. I, I think we should try it, man. I, I will. We should report back to yeah. Manny. No, for real, because right. I've been seeing Two people doing these ice baths, yeah. going to the sauna, like yeah. all this shit. Mm-hmm. I, and I have an ice bath in the garage. Oh, so, you but do? That, but that's for like training. Yeah, so training, if right. I skate, If I work out and skate or if I skate two times that day, then instead of icing, because I have these ice packs, like like compression ice packs, then I'll get into the ice the ice bath. So okay. I have a I have a freezer in my garage, um, that I converted into a permanent ice bath. It stays at forty degrees at all times. Wow, man! So it's those those freezers, the long freezers. Yeah. yeah. So then you go on Amazon and you buy this temperature cutoff gauge. It's like thirty five bucks. So all you need is a freezer and that. So you're looking at like no more than $300 to have your own personal ice bath at your house at all times. Wow, So I man. get in that for 10 minutes, 40 degrees. 10 minutes. After ten, No, mind you, right? This is a very hard decision to make. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just worked out or skated twice that day. I just got home. I just took a cold shower outside. And I'm like, dude, the last thing I want to do is anything uncomfortable because I just want to eat food and relax. No. I go and I get into this ice chest because I know that it's going to be beneficial for my body for the next day so I can skate and do what I love. Damn, man. It's like yeah. a ripple effect. It right, is. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I'm going to try the cold shower. Cold shower, <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Just make it two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you're going to get addicted to how amazing it helps you feel. Or when, if ever throughout the day, when you're super mad, something happens and it gets you hot where you get, you're just mad at the world and you, mm-hmm. why is this happening? In that moment when you feel that, go into your bathroom. Take a cold shower for at least a minute. Don't turn on the warm water. Cold shower. Yeah. When you get out of the shower, you almost like reset your emotional balance. Right. That's fucking crazy, man. I'm going to try that. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> L- like, like me and Derek, we listen to new bands from our genre and our world and other, yeah. other music too. Are there, are there new skaters that you, you check out to, to learn oh, from yeah, or inspire yeah. you? Or? Of course. I mean, uh, in this day and age too with Instagram, it's easy, but... Also, like our peers, and uh, you know, a bunch of the new up and comer kids are dope. Okay, there's, yeah. t- there's just like a lot. Do you have a, a favorite uh, Brazilian skater? I'm just curious. My <laughs> favorite? No, well, no, no, no. One of my actually, one of my top five favorite skaters of all time for me is Rodrigo Texiera. So mm. Rodrigo TX, he's like okay. OG. That's like one of the people I grew up watching. Okay. Um, right now, um. Trick wise and power wise is this kid Lucas Rabelo. Okay. Uh he's super dope. Wow, I'm gonna um, check these guys yeah. out. Yeah. Um there's there's a um but I mean there's Tiago Lemos. He's a, he's just Tiago's like the hip hop of skate. Gotcha. Okay. All so right. Tiago Lemos, he's fire. Dude. What's what a, what's the OG guy you're friends with? Pedro. Pedro Barros. Oh, that's my homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's lit. He's a park skater. He yeah. turned me on to him. Yeah, he bro. fucking shreds, oh, he's dude. Gnarly. Dude, he's, he's a beast, bro. <laughs> he's, no, he's a beast. He's gnarly. OG, he's too, gnarly. right? He's been around for a while. Yeah. At this point now, but yeah, he's yeah. like my generation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't consider myself an OG or OOG. That's the problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like, Manny, you're like OG. <laughs> and I'm like, but am I? And then I got to think because in my head, I'm still 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, my mind doesn't feel you know i despite like my accolades and uh 
you know, having a house and career and all yeah. this stuff and, and like all the, the companies and investments. And I'm like, well, I like the big adult stuff, <laughs> but I feel like I'm 17. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't understand what it's like. I don't know what that feels like that, that whatever people feel when I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just feel like a child. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you do what you love, too. It keeps you young. Yeah. yeah I, I really yeah. agree with that, man. Yeah. So is there anything else in your career that you want to accomplish that you already have? I think you covered everything, right? Like, is there any, go- any goals you've set for the future? I think the only thing right now um, is just to, to make it to the L.A. Olympics. I think yeah. that after that, dope. I think after that, I think after <laughs> that, uh, I think after that is when I'm going to just slowly, you know, help. Like really, really focus and help uh, in other areas. Like my girlfriend, yeah. she's mm-hmm. a lot younger than me, so her career is like starting to blossom now. I mean, after this recovery, it'll start like flourishing and blossoming. That's and awesome. I, I want to become like an anchor in her career, where like I'm, you know, we're there for each other now. But I want to make it so it's not about me. I yeah. want to just yeah. help, like whatever she needs, whatever, however I can help her. But so. I also want to get into like, you know. And I've said this for a long time, but I want to get into going to different countries and helping build houses and stuff like that. Like, I'm really hands on. I'm I'm a builder. Like, I I love that. man. So I really want to get into programs or down the line that I can go to different islands and, you know, uh, help that you went to a trade school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do. I I do know how to build. I built my skate park and I do a lot Ah, of the stuff at my house on my own. Like, like literally everything at my house, I do on my own. Um, It's it's great. Well, because this is the thing, right? If a human being built that. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he learned Facts. and has the yeah. skills, but why can't yeah. I learn that skill? Right, hundred percent. Yeah. Plus, you save money. <laughs> 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 I wish I was more handyman. You are you handyman? I, I am not a handyman. God. I wish. I mean, but there's still time for there us. Is. No, there, there is. Still there time. is. There's still also young. YouTube. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Just I, I know a lot of things I've learned. You know, Me I was too. like, I wasn't hands on, and I was like, wait a minute. Me too. Yeah. YouTube. You taught you taught you yeah. too as well. Yeah, yeah. If I if I don't know something, right? I'll, like, uh, so I recently purchased a home in PR, which I'm, well, was one of my goals. So I'm like, yeah. literally my goals are like che- pretty checked off in a sense. So cool, but man. now it's like the house is gutted and now it's getting rebuilt. So I'm going there in December and January. That's awesome. And uh, there's stuff that I don't really know how to do tile work. I know how to do concrete work. I don't know how to do patchwork. I don't know how to do like cinder block work, like stacking them and putting them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm going to learn. Right. Awesome, man. Yeah. Because then I know that down the road one day, one of my friends in PR or if I go somewhere, they're going to need help. And I'm the type of person was like, cool, 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 cool. Like you can pay me and you can like, I don't really care or you don't have the money. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Like it brings me satisfaction to help people without anything in return. Yeah. I love that. Love and respect is all I ever want in return. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and pay it forward. If 100%. someone else, if you see someone else need help, you help them. Right. Yeah. You know, like with uh, even like marketing, uh, Photoshop, video work, mm-hmm. filming, all this stuff. I do that all the time for my friends for free, and yeah. I never do it as like a job. I never go, oh, like I could do this for you for 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, yeah, what do you need? Well, what colorway? Oh, yeah, send me the image. Oh, you need this Photoshop work? Oh, boom, boom. Like it's not like uh, Majid Jordan just had a. So Majid Jordan is a band that is signed to uh to Drake. Tovio. Okay. And their uh, Spanish Mike does a lot of their video, like behind the scenes, like BTS stuff. And they Mike has shot like a film photo. Uh, and there was like a wire in the way. So he <laughs> sent it to me and I photoshopped the wire out. And then oh, I got shit. and I sent it back to Mike and they got it. And then that was used as like the cover for like Jimmy Kimmel when they did like a performance. So wow. it's just fun to take a little you bit. You said BTS? Like, uh, yeah, Mike does like BTS for them. Wow. Yeah. So it's like funny, something like that, someone would charge like a grant. Yeah, right, right. sure, like, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that where I'm like, bro, like I work in different ways. 
Yeah. I work in the, if, if I don't know you and you need help and you're coming at me with some like, yo, I need this project. <laughs> well, yeah, that's different. But if you're like my friend or a friend yeah. of a friend and you need a quick favor, like without a doubt, send it. I got it. Yeah, I love that, man. <laughs> I'm going to give everybody email right now on the pod. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fuck, man. Thank you so much for being here, man. No, I, we c- I covered a lot of your sh- I went through all my notes. Make sure. You have any questions for him, Derek? Oh, I, I think we We covered we so many things man. with you. What, what about you have any top five like, MCs or musicians or inspirations? Mm. Skaters or anything? I, I just think humanity as a whole, right? Okay. Like so, that. like, because everyone, there's there's too many to name. True. And then not enough fit in one list. Mm. Like, okay. meaning, like, if it's just one, I don't want to just put one or two. It mm-hmm. has to be five. True. So it's I hard. Just, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm just, what I'm thankful for and, and what I care about is for people to understand that, you know, the human race is, is very special. It's very delicate. Mm. Um, True. What we need is more love. We need more understanding. We need more patience. And we need to understand that, like, life can't be taken for granted because there's people on this planet that leave us too soon that wish they could have lived a full life and there's people that live on this planet for a short time because they choose not to live here because they don't want to work through their demons and that no matter what situation you're in you can get out of it and that if you need help just reach out and to be vulnerable isn't weak it's actually strong i love all that man so i just think that we just need more love and i think all those all those greeting cards and Bob Marley. Got Mark? it. Yeah, <laughs> they got it all right. <laughs> Bob Marley, yeah. <laughs> they got it all right. So if it sounds cheesy, <laughs> it's probably right. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, man. I'm glad we connected. And fuck, man, appreciate your journey and everything you put out in the world. And thank you inspire you. so many people. And you have such positive energy. You can feel it when just when it's just seeing you again. Like it's, I'm so stoked for everything that's going on in your life. And Love. see what the future is going to be for you, too. I mean, you're still yes. young. We're in your yeah. 30s, bro. I'm saying. Yeah. It's amazing, man. 30, 30, 36 is the new new 18. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy For, it. 48, <laughs> for, mid 40s, early 50s are the no, new 40s. 40s is amazing. What is? <laughs> 40s. I know. I like yeah. the 50s, though, too. We're doing all right in the 50s. 50s are all right. Hanging in there, bro. Right. My, Look at Tony Hawk, bro. He's still doing the same fucking tricks, bro. He's a fucking killing 54 it. or something. It's insane, dude. Yes. Caballero Soy, bro. Want to hear something crazy? Tell me. Leave? Tell me. So for the Salt Lake City stop, the street league one that I drove to, mm-hmm. um, they partnered with Vans. Yeah. So what what they did is uh, Tony skates for Vans now. They did the Tony Hawk Ramp Tour event. Yep. The the day before the finals. Yep. At, on the rodeo on site. So we on just the ramp, right? Yes. Yeah, so I watched it. I'm gonna tell you what I watched, but go ahead. I know you were there. So we were there, and then they're like, "Oh, the vert ramp show's about to start." So all the street skaters, like all the top street skaters competitively are there we all go over to the vert ramp in the middle of a rodeo big old vert ramp is bob burnquist tony hawk christian asoy uh caballero uh lincoln ueda uh a bunch of people right they are fucking going off on the vert ramp (laughs) bro they are going off on the vert ramp we're freaking out the street skaters are running around on the ground like from side to side like like Bob did this run where he switch one eighty almost hangs up Saw and switch that. switch five zero and then goes up the goes up the rolling almost falls off the edge switch flips holds on comes back in and does a does a back three almost falls <laughs> just the most insane <laughs> thing and they're all killing it and the funny part to me is why how skateboarding keeps us so young and it pushes us is that while they're skating loose solid poise right. 
as soon as they either fall or like knee slide and they get up, they're literally like barely just making it to yeah. the top of their drop in like if nothing ever happened. So facts. I watched it. Caballero did like a Caballero to fake. Yeah, yeah, he did the fakey cab. Yeah. Somebody did a 360 bonus to fakey. I yeah. think it was like a double session. Oh, the doubles was gnarly. Soy was trying to. It was for, a triples. Uh, soy tried, soy? Yeah, he was trying to do a it's rocket so or a Chrysler. Yeah, he did the Chrysler. Yeah, yo. It was, you're going to watch it. It's fucking epic. And there are kids, there are people running in the camera on the side of the ramp and so shit. Bro, we were all, it. like, we all felt like we were 12 years old. Wow. I for sure lost my voice that day. They're like the teachers up there. Oh, so Bro, we were just cool, like, man. thank you. Yeah. So fucking cool, man. Thank you. Now those guys 50, Doug. Yeah. Bro. Thank you. I see, I see Tony are trying new tricks, trying to learn new shit, posting about his new tricks. He's learning at his ramp. He's Fuck, gnarly, man. Dude, gnarly. those dudes are fucking... Yeah. And they're such sweet. I only met Hawk once, but I'm really close with Cabin and Soy. Yeah, no, sweet, awesome. genuine, yeah. Awesome. humble, fucking humans, dude. That's done. They've done so much, man, for the world of skate. It's everything, dude. Awesome. Longest they're running skate shoe, Caballero. Dude, advance. They're, they're my fucking. They're, those are the people that I see, and I'm like, that's what I want to do with my friends in 20 years. Right. Yeah, and that's probably inspires <laughs> you to keep going for as yes. far as your age. Because yes. we got Vinny Stigma, Agnostic Fun in his 50s, 60s. Yeah. Still playing hardcore on stage, still having fun. Like, all that shit's inspiring, And it's man. funny, we're, like, from different generations. And yeah, we, we look are. at the same people, you know, Cab. Yeah. Like, when I when we were this Facts. young, it was like, that's, that's what yeah. I want to do. I videos. Loved, you know, Dude, that was I remember, still, uh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's funny, because living, <laughs> living with Felix for so long, I got to get so much skate history. OG. And all the photos, and he showed me photos of Hosoi when he went to New York. <sighs> And Felix was like seven, 18, 19, whatever. And he just hit him photos of his toy. So he's like launching off a little, r- like a kick around. And it's just like, dude, that's so gnarly. It's gnarly. Dude, the first dude to like cut his sleeves off and have it down. Like, inspired everybody to rock their shirts. Like tying <laughs> long sleeves around his waist, all the swag, the yeah. sleeves on his it's fucking his head. Attitude, dude, you know, like pretty like boy <laughs> flying in the sky. He was a rock star, bro. I mean, there were so many dudes star. back then. I mean, they just had that attitude, you know, yeah. like Mark Gonzalez. I was like, yo, this dude is yeah. ill, representing New York. Yeah. Street skater, just yeah. hard. All those dudes, I was just like, oh, Steve Stedham for me had dreads. I was yeah. like, yo, he was ill what's too. up with this? I was like, this is... Life. Rodney Love Mullen it, for me, Rodney Mullen, uh, Pearl right. Willander, because I was a freestyle oh, yeah. guy. Dude, bro. he's yeah. something else. <laughs> still! Still! He's some bro, with the shit he did then, it still holds bar now. I know, man. People are doing the tricks that he was doing then, still now. And, yeah. it, and it's a be- yeah. the beauty in their movements, you know, their style is what's so incredible. It, like, I've played, like, like these matches in Brazil where they have, like, fun games and they have, like, we're going to bring out the old timers, you know, footballers. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, these dudes got, like, bellies and stuff. And it's the best shit you've seen. Yeah. They come out and they're still just, like, smiling, <laughs> doing <laughs> spins <laughs> around us, you know, just like, yeah. blah, 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 back and forth. I'm like, dude, they never lose, you know, their no. grace and their style, you know. Not, it's just not when... When you do something for work and when you do something for passion, that's <laughs> what separates it. Facts, man. Passion yeah. is forever. Yeah. Work is just for tomorrow. Damn, I'm going to kick <laughs> so many gems. <laughs> <in my shirt. laughs> that's, that's, that's my next tattoo. Right, we're going to have, yeah, have, have Manny on for part two for <laughs> sure. 100%. After right when I, when I get back here from Paris. Yeah. yeah. When, is, when is Paris? 2024. He was just in Paris. He just got back. Wee wee. Um, 2024? Yeah, 2024. Yeah, I, it's around got, the corner, dog. Yeah, you got that yeah. shit, bro. It's around the corner. The qualifications start next year. Wow. Damn. 
Yeah, that's why we got to stay well, Thank sharp. you, Manny. Fuck, this is a great fucking combo. Two hours and 16 minutes, I could talk to you fucking five <laughs> more hours. <laughs> Sun's going down. It's beautiful. I uh, appreciate your time. appreciate you coming thank to my house. Guys, We've been huh? talking for a long time. No worries. Stoked to see your journey and where you're at now. And uh, all the best, bro. Thank you, guys. Part two coming uh, after Paris in that's 2024. Right. Say, right. I told you so here. Uh, this is the Dave moment. I told you so here. Sick. I want a skate hop shirt, too. Those yes. are sick. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are awesome. Thank you, you large. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Jared. Thank it's you. Ex- extra large. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was signing off. Peace, everybody. Yo, Circle Jerks. Wild in the Streets' 40th year anniversary of their vinyl has been re-released on Trust Records. It's remastered. It has bonus tracks. It has a 20-page booklet. You can catch Circle Jerks on tour right now. Shout out to my man, Joey C. If you go to TrustRecordsCompany.com, you can get tickets. You can get merch. You can get vinyl. And use my code, TRUSTLIFE, all caps, T-R-U-S-T-L-I-F-E, and get 20% off. Make sure you cop that 7 Seconds merch and that remaster of the crew and my favorite albums. Also, they're on Instagram, trust underscore records underscore company. I love you, Trust Records. Thank you for preserving and making all the music I love available for years and years and years and bringing it back for all the new kids and new generation. Love y'all. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.